0: Step up.
1: says you can't go home. Let's go home again to Red Hill High School, Bridgeport, Illinois. And if I'm going to do that, there's no better place to do it and better guys to do it with than my co-hosts. They write, they direct, they produce, they do it all for this little production. First off, I want to introduce Mr. David King.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: Hey, Dave. Good to see you. Next up... A man you'll hear a lot about in sports as we run through this school year of 1990 and 1991.
3: A Mr. Gary Emmons.: Hello, everybody. how are we all doing this evening? Doing
1: I'm good. doing good. And the man with the plan, the Godfather of the Facebook page. Mr. Chip Jamerson.
4: Hello, everybody. Excited about this episode. I got a lot of stories to tell with this one. I'm sure you are. (laughs) This is your wheelhouse. I
1: was going to say, this is
2: right in our wheelhouse, right right this one.
1: There you go. I am Brian Emmons, and uh, you are listening to the Old School Red Hill podcast, and we are very, very glad to have you here. And what I would like to start off with, though, before we get to 1990 and 1991, is our episode um, that we did last time. We had Fred Kendall in the Country Oaks Golf Club Studios, and what a day that was, guys.
2: Yeah, fantastic. I've got a lot of good feedback on the episode from people people that my parents know and talked about it, and I mean, it's people loved it. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to top that. (laughs) Fantastic. I mean,
3: his memory, like I said, we all had our dog tails books out and he was uh, he was rattling stuff off. And I'm like, wow, this guy's memory. He's, he's got it all down, but just a really interesting guy.
4: And it was a, it was a blast talking to him. Yeah. So I'm so, I'm so thankful we're doing this podcast because I never thought I would sit down and talk to uh, coach Kendall for four hours. Um, I mean, I've never talked to him for four hours, so I never thought I would do it again or for the first time. So to, have that opportunity was great.
1: Yeah, and and like like Gary said about his memory, that that was what people kept saying to me. And like you say, we had dog tails, and he wasn't he wasn't just throwing out stats or whatever about the Staunton game. You know that nearly anyone could do he was saying well you know we we played so and you know flora on a tuesday and then you know and then we went to went to carmire on you know i mean it was really and talking about tournaments you know well we played this on this night and then we turned around played ncoe or whatever the next day just i I was really impressed and and uh he was he got so excited talking about that i Mm -hmm. still i still think there's an itch there to coach i still do Hey, I agree. Uh, talk about, um, I don't think we ever really got a definitive answer from him, which we didn't expect, but how did the tournament, uh, talk about Gary, the tournament on the Facebook page?
3: Well, I think it ended up, but Chip may have the exact numbers, but the 93 team, and uh, I think came from the number four seed to upset. And we had a lot of, uh, a lot of love. Like I said, that team went the farthest and that probably weighed on a lot of people and, uh, yeah. Class of 93 was the, was the champ. Yeah, I, ne- the I never history.
4: announced the winner on there. Uh, the poll is still open. So okay. I <laughs> guess I'm still holding out hope that 91 <laughs> can come back and win this thing. I refuse to close the poll, but eight, 93, uh, definitely the most beloved team. They were, they have a commanding lead. Um, but yeah, after the Kindle interview, I just kind of like, I just kind of let it, I guess I lost my excitement over the tournament because it was like, that was like the big, okay. that was the pinnacle of it. everything was yeah. downhill from there. So. so
1: so I didn't miss the ending.
4: <laughs> That's no, what you're, you're
1: saying. I have not
4: announced the winner. yet. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, before we go on, I do want to uh, again, thank our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. If you need a good steak or cheeseburger, go see the family at Gray's and let them feed your family. Terry Andrews, Justin Shear, our, uh, our good friends at Andrews Insurance Agency, the one agent, independent guys that can handle all your insurance needs. Stacy Moore, of course, People's State Bank. They've supported the area for years and years in local athletics and things. So go see them for all your financial needs. And if you want a great pizza, well... I know where you can go. That's Griffin's Pizza House, that famous Bridgeport-style pizza right there across from the football field. And uh, we may have a new sponsor, I think, coming on next time that we're excited to announce, so we'll uh, we'll look forward to that. But here we go, 1990, 1991 school year. You know how we do it. Thank you to the estate of Dick Poppy who left uh, – left the endowment to the library so they could get all those newspapers online and it helps us do our job and we want to do store stories like this so the guys are on zoom we're all looking at each other and uh to start off with the fall of 1990 i introduced to you mr chip jamerson
4: all right well this was my last this is my senior year so that's why i said it was an exciting year to cover uh, was my, my last year at red hill high school my last year putting on a Red Hill uniform will be during this fall of 1990. And so let's just uh, let the listeners know where everybody's at right now. As I said, I'm a senior in high school at this point. And Gary, where are you at? I'm a sophomore class of
3: 93. So I'm a,
4: I'm a sophomore at Red Hill. King. Class ninety two, so I'm a junior. So three of us are in the high school at this point. Oh yeah, this is might be a new record for the most people in the school at one time on one of these school year episodes. And Brian, uh, where are you at in ninety ninety one? Well,
1: I was guarding Mountain Home Air Force Base in Idaho um, during uh, as we get ready to go into Desert Storm and. Uh, I was in charge of the immunization clinic. So, all the, the pilots and everybody that would go to war once that desert storm started, I was uh, giving them shots right in the butt. Nice. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you thank thank for your you service. For service. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you notice Idaho's still there and safe. So, I must have done yes. something right.
4: So, so a lot of these stories might be new. You've heard these stories. You've been around us for the last thirty years, hearing us talk about them. But these are all things that you you did not see any of this action take place. So, when we talk about that ninety-one basketball team, you never got to see him play. I did this? not. I
1: was I was too busy preparing for war at that point. All
4: right. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get started. Well, let's. I'm going to start in the late summer of ninety. Before now, we only have one sport in the fall back then. It was. Uh, football was it, and cheerleading. But cheerleading, I don't just consider that a, foot, a fall sport because it goes into the winter also. So it was football. Even before that, we had cross country. I think they even dabbled in volleyball in the 70s, at least on a club level. And then afterwards, of course, we added volleyball and golf. But yeah, football is the the one sport. But we had a few things before we get into the season. Big moment, July. Let's. Go back to July, I actually usually start in August, but I'm going to dial back to July 24th, 1990, big moment here. Coach Evans has been rehired as the football and baseball coach. As we talked about in the Coach Evans episode, he resigned the year before, and Coach Bagby took over as football and baseball coach the previous season during the 89-90 school year. And Coach Evans is backed by a 6-1 to one vote. John Conover was the lone no vote on that. Uh, and Connor did not disclose his reasons for the no vote in the paper, but I'm glad Joe Jones did dig in and at least ask the question. Sure. As Why you Good vote for Joe, wrong. yeah. And uh, Coach Bagby did leave for Porta in Petersburg, Illinois, their head football coaching job. He left in June. I couldn't remember when he left because I don't, didn't really remember any like I mean, back then, we didn't do stuff in February, March, April, and May like they do. I mean, they start training as soon as Christmas is over. Teams are in the weight room and doing all kinds of stuff all spring long. Those guys not playing winter and spring sports. So,
2: uh, yeah, I don't remember. Yes, I don't remember. I don't remember it being that close to the season. Yeah, I I didn't either. I
4: I don't remember Bagby resigning. I don't remember Coach Evans getting hired. I don't remember any of that taking place. Yeah. uh, Because it's not like we and Coach Bagby may have known he was going to get this job because it's not like we had a summer planned out that I remember like, oh, we're going to do no. this in June and July. No. You guys need to get in the way. room. i like, <laughs> I don't remember hearing anything from, no. from the last – after that Lawrenceville game, I don't remember hearing another word about football. Maybe that was part of our
2: problem. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so, Chip, tell me again, what date was that? July 24th was wow. when he was hired, so about two two weeks couple before football weeks practice before started. couple weeks double days, yeah,
1: wow. Yeah. So, I, they – that tells um, me that that Porta must have had a guy leave at the last. Uh, that I almost bet you. But then again, you said you didn't have a lot of off-season <laughs> plans either. So <laughs> I don't know. We're going to do a Bob Bagby episode, the the much controversial Bob Bagby, <laughs> and that'll be something we can dive into.
4: So so yeah, that leads off our our ninety ninety one square. We had a new football coach, but an old football coach, someone that's been there a while, just had a one year hiatus uh, during the so you know, if you've been around Lawrence County much in August, you know, Dave, you probably know this as well as anyone. What's the first week in August mean in Lawrence County? Hot and humid. And what are you doing that first week in August? Uh, where are you at? Where are you spending every afternoon and evening during that first week in August?
3: I know where you're at. I don't even, even care one bit
4: about it. Where are we at, Gary? <laughs> 4-H Center, I'm assuming, Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The oh, place yeah. where King was dominating the swine shows <laughs> every year. Yeah. Um, of course, Grand the highlight, it, it kicked the to kick off the week of fair week is always the queen competition. I always followed this closely. I loved reading the profiles in the paper and kind of picking my favorites before. And, you know, you always wanted a Red Hill girl to win. And we got a Red Hill champion here in 1990. And it was recent graduate from the class of 90. Robin Andrews has been crowned queen. And there was a little controversy surrounding this that I didn't remember at the time. Did I know that Stephen Andrews moved to Robinson in 1990? What? Did well, I know that? That seems like a, <laughs> you know what? I Now that you say that I do sort of remember that. So they were living in Robinson at that time and so Robin was under the, you know, the home address was her parents' home. So there was some controversy that a Crawford County resident one Miss Lawrence uh, County. Now, Robin Andrews is as Lawrence County. is it yeah. yes, I don't think we, <laughs> there's any disagreement on that, but I'm sure it was from the, I don't think it's from our side of the county. I'm sure it was the Lawrenceville people that were uh, sending of the course. letters to the editor and so forth. But um, yeah, so, but there, I guess there was a rule and they said it's been in place for over 30 years. And the reply back from the editor said that if you're adjoining counties, so Crawford, Richland, Wabash, if they do not have a 4-H fair queen, which I guess Crawford <laughs> County doesn't, I never knew they didn't. Well, the, they they uh, are that's allowed to go to me. a they're allowed to go to a neighboring county and compete in that fair. So wow. she's still by the law um, qualified oh. for this fair. Now, but,
1: after this year, was there a floodgates of Robinson girls
4: coming to <laughs> that's to that's enter a great our competition? Question. And I'm shocked that Crawford County doesn't have a 4 H fair. I've never heard of the Crawford County Fair now that you. Well, know. there you go. Now we know <laughs> so why. I, um. <laughs> so, yeah, Rob, Robin was a great queen. And um, I think your sister may, we'll get to that in a couple oh, yeah. of years, but I think her sister went on to uh, be crowned later. So, do they still live in Robinson? Did they move back to Lawrence? No, they, County? they, no, moved they definitely moved back.
3: Yeah, yeah they lived okay. up by the country club, right? Right where the That's same right. road where the,
4: yeah, Ed Williams lived. Okay. Yeah. So. Maybe just temporary while they were building. I don't know what was going on. But so, yeah, we so that led off the month of August. And then we have a school board meeting also. Yes. I think it was an emergency meeting we had in July because that was the only thing covered to hire Coach Evans. I guess we had to get it done before since the next school board meeting was like right when practice started. Um, not a lot of story. August board meetings are usually pretty light on the news since school's not in session. The big story was bread bids um <laughs> bread, bids? bread bids so bidding on which company we're going to buy our bread from which that's all and that's for these bread companies that's a lot of money that's going to come in that year or not come in if you were expecting it from the previous year i don't know who our pre if these guys we've been with them for a while usually if they've been doing good you stay with the same person but it was a colonial baking company out of owensboro yes uh won the bid um six one Conover? Caught over again? <laughs> no. Wanda Seacrest actually voted no on this. Spoiler Her alert, argument-
1: we're going to hear more about Wanda later.
4: <laughs> Her argument is that you could probably get it cheaper from a local grocer. So I, mean, I think she's one to support McKim. Let's just get our bread from McKim's. What was their bid? But, well... I think Mr. Gloucester had to step in and explain during the meeting. You don't that, just go buy it at the store. Right. That's not how you do these things. You have to buy it from like a mass distributor. You don't just like go and clear the shelves off of the <laughs> each, each week. Um, and he also explained board policy says that products must be bid upon um, and purchasing from a local supermarket could complicate that process and these bids when you're doing these uh, big orders like what this, was so. what was the one in Vincent's Lewis, Lewis Baker? Lewis Baker, yeah. Baker I'm sure they won at some point but this will be something I might have to look into this sometime see who's won these other bread bids um, I think
1: there's all kind of other bids we can start digging into over the years yeah. Mill Oh yeah soda yeah,
3: that, is a big one because they always uh, help purchase scoreboards and uh, yeah RC oh yeah that's a big contract are we yeah. have
4: we moved to Pepsi now at Red Hill or are we still are, are they still sporting the RC there We're, uh, it
3: was you know, it's not RC. I, can't, I don't think it's, it's still Pepsi RC. Pepsi now,
4: or maybe Coke. I mean, I, I can't oh, picture pre- Coke know. at a Red Hill game. It's got to be Pepsi. Still, but...
2: is RC still a thing?
4: Yeah, it's still oh. there. It's still on the show. Diet, okay. diet right. <laughs> Kit diet uh, right. So I'm a big Diet Coke drinker, but Diet right's horrible. That's like the one diet drink I will not drink. Still, the one uh, of the still
1: one of the great <laughs> things is those little those little wax cups at the at the varsity <laughs> basketball games.
4: Yeah, especially those
1: football practices. Those had fall, to be getting on, those had to be get spilled a lot,
4: right? At basketball, oh, it was games. such a mess. I mean, moving to those bottles with the screw tops was, I'm sure, the custodians love that. But um,
1: and and folks, if you're if you're too young to remember this, and I know we've talked about it before, we ain't talking lids and straws here.
4: Yeah. Oh no, it was
3: just an open cup. Yeah. It. Up and they, down steps and <laughs> they weren't they weren't more than six
0: ounce cups, were
1: they? No, they were tiny little cups. <laughs> yeah, they weren't big. And 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 I saw more than one, not totally get spilled, but when Height and I would sit there, which I explained, we were on the south end of the gym, kind of right above the Red Hill bench. So we were three seats in from coming up the steps to go to the visitor sidelines. You took about 3 steps on that first little landing and there was a step at a it was maybe an inch yeah. high. I'm not oh, yeah. even sure if it was an inch high. <laughs> and we used to just love and sit there and watch the you know the visitors didn't know about it and yeah. about half the people tripped over that. So mm-hmm. yeah. Good fun. So I know we we saw some at least some splashes if not yes. full
4: spills there. <laughs> um I I said the bread bid was the biggest I mean it was a big story but there was a bigger story that at this board meeting what? Um, for the so coach Evans he's got to get a staff assembled quick um Fred Kindle has agreed to come back and stay on his defensive coordinator as we've covered in the Fred Kendall episode. If you want to hear more on his football coaching, um, we've got a student teacher coming into town. Nobody knows this kid. He's gonna come and student teach at Red Hill um <laughs> this this uh fall. A kid named Chris Lyles is gonna come in. And he's gonna help out on the coaching yes. staff. And no, he-
2: no way he'll stick around. No. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but he'll, he'll, I- he'll blow through town fast. <laughs> Coach Evans feels like we need, we don't, we need an offensive guru. We need a quarterback whisperer. And he Ooh, has like gone this. out into the community and he's found Mr. Todd Gray Ooh. to be an assistant football coach. And he was accepted. As far as I know, it was a 7-0 vote at this board meeting. Damn, wow. That's hard
3: to come by. I was
1: gonna say we've seen some pretty obvious things go 7-1, yes. sometimes 4-3. <laughs> Right, th- so, that didn't add up, did it? Four, three, or seven
4: <laughs> <then>. <laughs> So the coaching staff is assembled. And uh so yeah, we, we'll get into Ly- Lyles here. So as we said, Chris Lyles was a student teacher that fall and ended up subbing a lot in the spring. And then his next the next school year would be his first official year on staff. So uh that was this was 30 years ago, and now they're start we're having if you're listening to this years from now, because of the pandemic, we're doing football in the spring in Illinois and Coach Lyles is on staff for his 31st year. Boy, isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, it's it's That's, amazing. He's in the Hall it, of Fame now. Hall of Famer, yes. The guy made the Hall of Fame. And it's just you never know in life when you're encountering greatness. I mean, nobody I mean, we all love Coach Lyles, but you didn't know you were gonna have a Hall of Famer that would still be there when we're in our late 40s hey, and early 50s that would still be coaching there. I'll
1: be honest with you. I just talked to him in in person on Saturday, and I still didn't know I was talking to greatness. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Right.
4: laughs> um so And the other thing, the board did authorize the administration to hire a home ec teacher at junior high contingent on that position opening. So I think back in episode three, uh, Mrs. Cat got into a little bit how she was going to Robinson to take on some new program up there. It's been a while since we recorded that one, but I assume it hadn't been official yet, but she knew she'd be going there in the next month or so, so... um, she went ahead and gave the board the heads up that she'd probably be leaving early in the school year. And they're, so they're going to be looking into possibly getting a new home ec teacher to fill that.
3: And she's, I mean, she's leaving a national championship and a second
4: place in the high school. That's, that's what she's leaving behind when she takes that job. Yeah. And she's got, and I think she may have stayed on as cheer coach that year. I think she still, she didn't stay on as cheer coach our senior year. More we'll on year. that later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cause I, all right. Cause I didn't get to that far in the, uh, in my research. So, um, and so we got the school year opening, ninety ninety one school year. And there was a great preview article in the Daily Record, um, previewing you know kids getting ready for the school year some red hill uh, students were interviewed for that uh, my classmate dana roberts um she had a quote here's what she wanted out of this upcoming school year her senior year i hope to keep my grades up and do well on tests that will affect whether or not i make it into college so oh, wow. very respectful answer she's she's always a hard worker good person still doing good things today so great job dana uh we got a new freshman freshman crop coming into the high school and uh Jamie Legg actually had a quote in the paper. Let's see. this Chip, just a throwback to our Dazed and Confused yeah, episode. It was a Dazed and Confused quote. I tried to <laughs> That's why it. we're all laughing. Um, so Jamie Legg said, this is my first year in high school. I want to get good grades. I want to make more friends. I'll probably go shopping more. All so right. that's what Jamie was looking Here. forward to in high yeah, school. Um, the Lawrenceville kids weren't as respectful in their comments. They. Um, I just want to preface this. We, Chip,
1: we don't preview a whole lot to each other as we're doing our research. When he sent this to me, I could not believe that this was in the newspaper.
4: First of all, I got to get uh, Jason Williams, our former classmate. He went to Red Hill through K-4 through four before moving to Lawrenceville. He had a nice quote. He said, my goal, and I can, I can hear Jason saying this, um, my goal, I guess, is just to make it a fun year and have a good time. I don't know how to describe it maybe pull a few school pranks. I guess since I'm a senior, a lot of kids want to be head of the school, you know? Do something humorous with all your pals. So wow.
0: that's
4: what Jason's looking forward to. Uh, Matt Foster, fellow 91 guy there at Lawrenceville, um, was not looking forward to this school year. Uh, he, <laughs> he told the reporter, no, ma'am. When he asked oh my if, he was, um, if he would do things differently this year, no, ma'am, he said. Uh, Them teachers are not looking forward to me coming back. And I just hate having orders from a female. They don't have enough male teachers up there. Uh, he's, he's I'm, sure he was, I'm sure he was joking. <laughs> if you see his picture in the paper, he's there smiling, enjoying a Coke while he's sitting out in front of Lawrenceville High School, watching everybody register for uh, school. So For ribbing on everybody that was going in yeah. there. Well, so, you know,
1: that's one of those things that, you know, maybe the humor didn't come across in print.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, he, he wanted to have a go to playoffs in football, and uh, that didn't happen. One average, nope. one average 25 per game in um, basketball, and nope. that didn't happen. So, um, but yeah, football. So I'm sure that um, he didn't finish the season as quarterback, I know. So we don't want to get too much Lawrence Vaughn here, but I, we'll, we'll get Dana Drury had some nice quotes too, since her dad was a teacher of ours that year and uh dana says i have a lot of good classes this year hopefully they'll be fun too mom says this is my last year before i really have to crack down so i'm gonna take it easy mm. Was what? okay um I so like i love that i wish they did those every nice little school year article yeah and um Let's see here so let's get into the school year now kind of a starting lineup of teachers I'm not going to go through every teacher on the but he, here's some of the big names that I was uh, involved with this that year. Uh, my study hall teachers mr. Brooks, mr. climber so, uh, they both been covered a lot on previous episodes we're gonna, we got the climber episode coming up in the next uh, sometime in probably 2021 I would guess. Um, mrs. Cork. Uh, She was a fairly new teacher there. I don't know if this is her first year or second year. She was at least second year because I had her the year before in typing. Um, Coach Kendall and PE, so some familiar names here. Uh, Mr. Drury will do the wrestling interview at some point, heading for Contemporary Problems and Government. Uh, Coach Huber, my first time having him as a teacher, Consumer Ed, and then uh, Mr. Tugal, my first time having him as a teacher and in computers. And Mrs. King, my first time having her for a teacher in adult living. So I got, I, um, I kind of did the Dana Drury route here. I took you it took easy. easy. I, took it <laughs> easy. Um, I didn't have any math classes that year. I didn't have any science classes. Um, and you turned and out just fine. Turned out just fine. Got the GPA up, GPA up a little bit um, from where it was so um, yeah so i, I kind of went along with that dana jury advice there e, and b- before i'd even read that in the paper so let's get into the football season here hey Chip, so, uh, before w-
1: before you get into the
4: football yeah. season let's take a quick break for
1: uh, one of our sponsors as you're listening to this podcast you know what it's time to go out to eat if you're listening to it in the morning go grab lunch or if you're listening to it in the afternoon Let's plan dinner for the family. And there's no better place to do that than the legendary Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. Check out their daily lunch specials and weekly features on their Facebook page. You know, they've got the best cheeseburgers around and hand cut steaks, tenderloins, those famous fish dinners, you name it. Come on in to Gray's Restaurant and they will be happy to serve you. They're open for dine in and carry out. Just call 945-9501 and let the Gray family
4: Cook for your family today. All right, so just a little preview of the season. We're coming off a 1-8 season the year before Coach Bagby has resigned. Uh, our senior our senior captains coming in that year are Gene Allen and Kelly Tidwell, uh, voted on by the players to, to lead us that year. We were picked 8th in the NEC. And I, and I do have to say that Gary was on this team, and so was David. So all three of us were on this team. So you guys just jump in anytime with any news you have. i just got a, so a, some blurbs about some of the games, about all the games. But feel free to jump in with anything you want to add. Uh, we are picked eighth in the NEC. An interesting thing in the NEC this year, we had six new coaches. Oh, wow. Only Flora and Fairfield brought back coaches. Uh, really? Because Larry Lockhart went from Mount Carmel to Lawrenceville because – uh, coach Reedy had resigned. And so John Hart's his first year at Mount Carmel. Um, coach Buddy, longtime coach at Salem, was fired. I'll get into that before the season. So I'll get into that in a little bit. And um, so a lot of new faces. And some familiar faces though, like Larry Lockhart and Bill Evans, uh, very experienced coaches here in Lawrence County, uh, the cheerleading team, which I know Gary's going to get more into the, that he mentioned he's got some cheer news later, but so our cheer cheerleaders that you're Gary, are you going to rattle off the roster? I'll, I'll go through all those. Okay, yeah. I'm going to keep going then. All right. So week one, we play Casey Westfield and, um, Great program. Uh, obviously, a couple years ago we beat them twice. We've uh, gone to that quite a bit. Yeah. And last year we were defeated by them pretty handily. And this year they come in as a sixteen-point favorite by the Pigskin Picker. We we won't. Brian, I know we since we were all involved. Uh, Briano, if you ever want to jump in on on the the minus sixteen, KZ. Yeah. Uh, had, um, where's this game being played? This is played at Red Hill High School. At what would. He called the dog pound eventually. Okay, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take Casey and give those sixteen points. And Casey with a thirty-four to zero win uh, in dominant fashion. Is uh, it? Thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As you're going to really? notice here, and I taught on the homecoming episode. I talked about during the Albany game. The defense, as Coach Evans said, well, it's uh, and, and you got the and Kendall calling the defense. I mean, we were a, definitely a defensive team.
2: I guess that you know, I was surprised when I went through. I went through the '91 box score or the yeah the 1991 box scores not too long ago, and I was surprised that I always remember like the other teams hanging like 50 on us. And I was really surprised that that really wasn't the case that year.
3: No. Coach Evans even mentions later in the year, I think, in the Lawrenceville article, he said we were competitive in seven of the nine games, at least through halftime, mm-hmm. third quarter. Yeah. The games are somewhat yeah. close. They got away – a few of them got away from us. But yeah. We're,
4: we're low, low on numbers this year. We are low on numbers. Yeah. We're low really on like, seniors. There's, I, really I think there's only seven seniors uh, – on this on the and squad not, and a lot and of not with not a many, lot of
2: experience and not um, very many freshmen sophomores either. Uh, Les Baker's
4: not less Baker's not on the team this year. It was probably the best football player in that class that was still playing at that time, uh, that was playing the year before. Um, so we we've lost that. So really, just didn't go out. Uh, yeah, did, didn't go. I don't remember the whole story. He was still going to school there at that time. So okay. um not sure. I'll have to get him. We'll have to find out some information on that. And we might find that out later in the show. On uh, that reason, so uh, Piper, Piper had substantial playing time. Scott Piper was back, and of course, our captains Kelly Tidwell and Gene Allen. But Bowersock was new to football. Jason Inyer um, was did, did Jason Inyer play the year before he was new? I don't, know um, the yeah, I don't I, think so. Yeah. I was a senior, but down a lot of experience. Uh, Dwayne Angle had had experience, um, but um, you got to have lots of. You, you really need to have big senior classes to be successful usually i mean if you look at it like that uh, the '88 team. I mean, we we talk about how loaded that senior class was. Right. um So drop. So uh Gene Gene Allen is our quarterback to start the year, and he did. um He was our leading rusher, rushed the ball 12 times for 70 yards. He did complete six passes, and he spread it around to those classmates. Scott Piper cut two. Ralph Bowersock with his first catch of his career, and Kelly Tidwell hauled in three. So uh, not a lot of offense to speak of. 34-0 win. And uh, as I say, I'll, some of these games, I'm just going to kind of move through room except we do have a um here is a letter to the editor that comes up right after that game um back to this um i'm writing it has nothing to do with the casey game i'm writing in response to the other person who wrote about the lawrence county fair queen who's not from lawrence county I, i feel the same as that person does i also feel they should get a queen who's from lawrence county uh they should have rules about people that do not reside in the county they do, I didn't, even ex- do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I didn't even expect her to get in it since she didn't live in lawrence county i guess that means now anybody that used to live in lawrence county can apply for queen and expect to win a lawrence county resident huh. and the, editor, uh, wrote, this really, the uh... editor wrote anyone who enters should expect to win otherwise they're probably wasting their time and everyone else's time Persons who agree with you or the current rules should make their feelings heard to the board members, the fair board members. And, and that yeah, was kind of yeah. the end of and that And say story. your name. Yes. Um, and I did have one other article. I can get to that later. Another, um, And also, during that, right around that week one, uh, that following week, leading into week two, is the Sumner Fall Festival. Always a traditional, um, I I've probably said before, I think it's the best... It's. The Homecoming Parade's <laughs> great. I love the Homecoming Parade. <laughs> but this fa- Fall Festival Parade, seems like they get big names here. Probably because it's on a Saturday if you can get bigger names than you can on Thursday night. But uh, I just call it big names because I remember I've seen Johnny Palmer in yes, it. Yes, oh, so I've seen the celebrities. Mark Allen, Captain Jack. I mean, these are people that I've seen at the Sumner <laughs> Fall Festival Parade. I, um, and the the big moment is, of course, Thursday night, the crowning of the king and queen. Junior by the the eighth grade class and our king was uh, matt ambrose and carrie cummins was the queen so congratulations oh, good to job them guys. Good selections. And, and the uh um, the court that year was uh joe Kent cunningham and kevin kimmel were the king candidates and brandy hager and natalie lynn were the queen candidates Who voted? So, did
1: the students vote on that
4: yeah i think all the eighth graders vote on okay. it i think so yeah so we got week two. We're going against Salem. We lost fifty to nothing to them that last year. It's easy mm-hmm. to remember that score uh, because we were down fifty zip at halftime, <laughs> and then the score we ended up fifty zip. So that a great defense that we talk about Shut came them through down. that game. Yeah. Uh, we're twenty eight point underdogs to the one to zero Wildcats, Brian. Um, you know, for some reason,
1: even when we've been bad, and and as we've talked about the, the we've we've talked about our difficulties with oblong, even when we're good. Sometimes we play Salem tough, even when we're bad. So I am going to go in a shocker. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Salukis into points. I think Salem won
4: by about thirty-four. For so <laughs> so <laughs> for some reason, I did not write that score down. Four, so Forty-three to six. Forty-three to. Ah, right there it is. Forty-three to six. I did write it down. What was, it, um, what was the line? Thirty-four. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah. I, I think we actually scored the first touchdown this game. Went
3: up six nothing. Then uh, things went yeah. downhill.
4: So this, so this uh, Salem team, uh, so I said Chuck Buddy was fired from Salem. Don't know the, all the details on that. Um, what a great name. Him, I haven't
1: heard that name forever. What a great – But him leaving
4: also guys. took their two best players away. Yeah. Uh, those good. guys killed us the year before. Brent Buddy was a fre- – or Bryant Buddy was a freshman the year before, and Brent Buddy was the junior quarterback the previous year, and they would have been a sophomore and a senior this year, but they all went down to Georgia. and um, <laughs> With the devil. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I know Brent's been a or Bryant, the younger one, has been a longtime coach down at and varsity football coach down in Georgia. And so yeah, it, in this game, we were only down 13 to 6 at half. So, you know, Coach Evans talks about those games we're competitive in. This is an example of that. The Salem Wildcats only down 13 to 6. Uh Kyle Turner had a TD run there in the first half. The extra point was blocked. I assume that was Borja, that Borja Rivas, foreign exchange student. I don't remember that.
2: I don't remember that one either. We'll, we'll get into this a good, a a story in a couple of weeks. About
4: three, yeah, yeah, three (laughs) weeks down the road here. Um, so, uh, yeah, he was a good friend of, you know, three of us, Brian was out in Iowa. we hung out a lot and Borja was kind of our, uh, hung up was kind of our fourth, fourth guy in that group going to all these events and so forth. So, um, Ended up Salem, uh, he felt Salem was trying, Coach Evans, we said it was 43-6, felt Salem was trying to run up the score in the uh, second half, uh, doing some passing when they were up 36-6 uh, to get that uh, final score and win 43-6. to He said they were getting back at him from the 88 season because Salem never expects to lose to Red Hill, so to lose that game in 88 uh, this was a little payback. You know, they just got 50 to nothing the year before, but I right. guess they still <laughs> still, <coached in. laughs> they're, still, they're still paying <laughs> us back. <laughs> um, I'm sure, sh- and, and I know, I'm sure that next week at practice going to that Mount Carmel game, I'm sure we worked on special teams a lot because our special teams were horrible that night. Um, we gave them an 80-yard punt return in that game and an 84-yard kickoff return. So you look at that, that's... Twelve of their points right there. So you take those special teams points away, it's a little bit tighter and a little more competitive than the score looks, But unfortunately, you got to count the special teams. I'm points guessing too. special
1: and teams like, fell on the shoulders of the young Chris Lyles. Yeah, just his Possibly, second. Possibly, yeah. Uh, um,
4: and we're already ready for another board meeting now. So we're at the September yes. board meeting. So, um, Coach Cat has resigned as cheer coach. My paper just said junior high cheer coach. So I don't know about the high school resignation yet. I I can't imagine she wanted to leave Troy more, but we'll get more to that later. Um, Dixie Purcell and Jody Greenlee will be co-coaches. The sister, the McLean sisters will take over uh, together. Um,
1: and hey, if sure. you want to hear about uh, from from Troy and, and Coach Cat, go back in the archives. We had a fantastic episode a few months ago with those guys. So
4: it's yeah, in there. highly recommend that. Yes, yeah, so as I always say, you don't have to listen to these podcasts in any order. They're not really time specific by any means. It's it's a history book. You can skip around a history book and encyclopedia collection just like you can here. Um, so uh, Sherry's willing has resigned as assistant girls basketball coach um, at the high school and um she actually turned her resignation in, in may and they're just accepting it now at the september meeting i'm not sure why they drugged their feet and made her wait four months to know or uh, why they were going to accept it i mean we know she got a foreign exchange student i was gonna, I was gonna say she got a
2: foreign exchange student coming. she can't do that so.
4: yeah she probably found out that borja was gonna be living with yeah, them the yeah. kid that missed the extra point against salem um and she had a i remember she had a baby on the way that was born later in that school year uh, right. rachel so uh, a lot going on and uh, she was on pins and needles for four months, yeah, finding um, out if she was going to have to coach her. <laughs> and um, gosh, I forgot to name, look, this name. So the girl that was on the eight J- Jody or Smith, the girl that was on like the 83 team, um, Julie, Julie, Julie Smith. Julie, Julie Julie Smith. Smith. Yeah. I know that. I knew that. Well, it said they, they, the paper said they hired Judy Smith to be the assistant coach, but, I think it may have been Julie Smith yeah, that helped that that Coach, coach right. Cunningham that year because they just said Judy Smith. Yeah, I'm almost so, positive that's right. Yeah, because I remember seeing her around the school that yeah. year, so I'm sure it was assisting with basketball. So uh, Julie Smith would be the newest assistant coach. She was on those great Red Hill teams from the early '80s that we love to talk about. Yep. Um, at this board meeting, the mayor has is approaching the board. The mayor Dale Cooper is approaching the school board mm. um, about his daughter. His youngest daughter is in the junior high at this point. Her name's Heather. And um, what up, Heather? i i i i'm sure i knew about this trip but i guess um some of the junior high and high school cheerleaders went on a cheer tip cheer trip to great britain in august oh wow i didn't remember really? those um and the rule the board decided was we will count them as excused absences if your parents are with you oh then they'll be excused
1: out loud so
4: i guess six girls went Um, five of them had their parents with them. Uh, Heather's parents were not able to get off work to go. So Heather was chaperoned by another family. While on the trips, all of her absences were counted as unexcused absences. Therefore, her
1: grades were
4: affected. Um, Oh, for crying out loud. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) So, yeah, she's on the exact same trip as these others, but uh, she gets her grades penalized and they don't um, because of this trip. Um, Oh, my goodness. Mayor Cooper said it bordered on discrimination, um, and he asked the board to reconsider the position. They took no action that night, and I've never heard anything more about that. So I'm hoping it got overturned. I am
1: surely it did. That's maybe one of the single dumbest things I've ever heard of.
4: Yeah, because um, I guess she was only able to get 90% credit for her grade, which basically make A's, B's, um, and a B, a C, and so forth. So it it, it brings that in, and she's very intelligent, was probably, I'm sure, one of the tops, not that they really keep track of class rank or anything the junior high, but I'm sure when you're used to being at the top of your class and then getting B's, it's a big shock, especially when you don't deserve them. I'm sure she got all of her work done. So it is week three, and we're going down to the snake pit for homecoming. Uh, Gary remembers walking in there that afternoon. Yeah, that was – I
3: just – that's like the first time that – you walk into that environment. I don't remember how hot it was that day. Just, 90,
4: 90 degrees, according to Joe just, Jones.
3: Just miserable. I mean, just you know that you're going to get your ass kicked, and you know that it's miserable, and you're going to not feel very good. But, yeah, that was tough.
4: And you stand out there, you get off the bus, and you walk into your locker room up, up above, up in the high school, and Doc Daniel, this huge scene. <laughs> oh, God. Room, uh, just a uh, uh, – I don't know. Just uh Hercules of a man. I a
0: physical specimen.
4: <laughs> I get my Greek mythology, right? Um, physical specimen. He's out there. I mean, back then, I don't think you can do that now, but your you know, your jerseys, you could wear them like the boss, and you could have, you know, like a half jersey with like your belly showing and uh your abs showing. And so he's standing out there like greeting us as we walk into the locker room, him and Robbie Thompson and some others. Uh so uh just intimidating walking in from the beginning and um we were twenty-seven point underdogs. What are you going with, Brian? Are you going with the aces, or can Red Hill <laughs> keep it within twenty-seven? I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to give that twenty-seven and take the Mount Carmel Golden aces. And they won a familiar score, fifty-six to nothing. Often the score when playing Mount Carmel on that range was seventy-three nothing the year before. So that, that puts we're making me at, some strides puts there. Puts me at
2: two and one that, on the season. I think the mic, I think that game in a microcosm. I doc Daniel was starting left tackle for them, I believe. Um, and John Putney was across from him as, star, as a starting defensive end, about 130 pounds, about 130 pound difference between the two. It was, it right. was just,
4: well, Daniel was, Daniel was a running back. Right, he so he, a, may, yeah, have, he, he back. may have run over John Putney, Maybe Maybe that was, maybe that's <laughs> yeah, what but was. they had some huge linemen yeah. too. So,
0: but
4: I played been. a lot of games. I rotated in plays uh sh- shuttle shuttled him in yeah. uh, at a guard position um i play i played a lot that game and i know i got destroyed on the line of <laughs> scrimmage by the kid that was across from me uh, it was ugly um so um i
2: was i was kickoff return specialist just to say i i got a lot of action that game yeah, that's <laughs> yeah i was, bet yeah that
4: 73 nothing win i got a lot of playing time <laughs> that night oh, yeah. that 70- win by mount Carmel, seventy-three. Yeah. <laughs> i should say um Uh, Coach, when you said it was a microcosm, uh, I thought you were going to use the Coach Evans quote from the paper. He called it an old-fashioned butt kicking is what he called it. Uh, Kyle Turner led us in rushing that game and Gary did catch a pass that day for seven yards. You remember Not catching Gary. a pass? <laughs> I don't remember that. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, against the Mount Carmel Goldmazes in the snake pit, just a sophomore uh catching a ball that day from Gene Allen. So
3: probably inspired inspired the the victory two years later, catching that one pass. Yes,
4: yeah. that's true. Yeah, this would yeah. be that was your last moment on that field until the game will get to more in a couple years so uh i didn't get a lot go a lot in the movies but the week three i was actually uh king and i were talking it's like didn't we go to a movie on a friday night well yeah we did because we had a game on that saturday so the playing in vincent's that weekend was uh ghost still there i've talked about how it was on there for months uh in other podcasts the exorcist delta force 2 um problem child was playing and flatliners, and the day before the Mount Carmel game, Key and I and I've talked about it before. <laughs> it's been on another show, uh, but uh, we did go on a little date to Flatliners, a double date, not a date together,
0: but we <laughs> each
4: had we our own date um, with um, uh, to that uh, movie, and it was uh, don't remember a lot, but I haven't seen it since then. Not when I've gone back and watched again.
2: But. I I have it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> not so good <laughs> um and julia robertson it's a, oh, so so her prime so anything
4: else on mount carmel guys
2: let's move past it, it right. <laughs> really not much else to say i don't think so right now
4: we're playing week we're going to week four and we were return
3: it's at carmine no Car-Mai. we were no we are home because if we play yeah. yeah so Carmi would have been at home
0: Okay. No, that's not. Oh, true. It's, it's on the road. It's at Carmi. it yeah, so yeah. is on the road. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely now that. I, yeah, I remember some moments from that game now. Um, so Carmi comes in three and zero. So so far we've played four opponents, and their combined record is twelve and zero right now. We've played four undefeated teams to start the season, in Casey, Salem, Mount Carmel, and Carmine. Um Going into the game, uh, Kyle Turner, who had a really good season, a better season than I remembered him having, uh, was on the bubble. I think it was kind of we've talked about before how coach Evans will kind of speak through the media sometimes. And uh, he spoke through the media and let uh, the daily record know that Turner was on the bubble to keep his defensive back, defensive back position uh, going into that game. Uh, I guess he was burned on some plays against Mount Carmel that never should have happened. So um,
3: we gave up 56 points. I don't <laughs> think it was probably just Kyle.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I, I, I don't know if we had a lot in the farm system coming up to replace Kyle. So I'm not sure if we made that, that change or not. Um, I know he ended up getting a lot. So if he was benched, it was for a short time. Tidwell's banged up his arms, a little sore, but he's going to be able, he's good to go for the, for the, Carmi game. Uh, Kelly Tucker's going to miss this one. He's banged up from the a lot of you know bumps and bruises after the Mount Carmel game. So, but Tucker's the only one, the only real casualty that's not going to be able to play the following, okay. the following week. Freshman oh, Kelly Tucker, always freshman Kelly Tucker, always yes. a
1: big point of discussion on who comes out of the Salem Mount Carmel games healthy. Yep.
4: Yes, uh, yeah. Um, um, hey, we're playing the undefeated Carmi Bulldogs. We're only down fourteen to nothing after three quarters. And uh, then, as Coach said, they were playing, we were playing on we had played a lot of two-way guys. Uh, Carmi only had three guys that went both ways, offense and defense. So uh, they wore us down. Um, and uh, end the final score was twenty-seven zero. So it's four. We have not we've only scored in Six that yeah. in that first yeah early early in the first game of the year. So it's been. Um, Three three plus consecutive games since we scored. 27-0 loss. Turner and Tidwell led the rushing attack. Kyle Turner, 51 yards. Uh, Kelly Tidwell, 35. Gino went four of six passing. Uh, Gary threw a, I – I don't know if you went in a quarterback or if it was just like a –
3: Option. I think it was uh, like an option got, pass. Yeah,
4: O of two passing. Got picked, I think, didn't I? Uh, I can't I – di- I didn't write that down. I uh, but I, I think did. so. Uh, Piper Tidwell and Bowersock were once. Gino loves those targets there uh, from the senior class. They were his, on his four. His four passes were caught by those three guys. Uh, so we're 0 and 4 right now. But we've played a combined um, at least two or three 4 and 0 teams at this point. I'm not sure one of them may have lost. Sale may have played Mount Carmel this week. Uh, now we're going. Da- I know we're going to Fairfield for this one. Okay. Uh, we're uh, 16 point underdogs to the Mules. Um, I think I don't have their exact record. I'm guessing they're around two and two. They were picked low in the conference. I think they were picked seventh in the conference right before they lost. They had a great senior class. They lost. I bet they
3: end up second in the conference, though, at the end of the year.
4: Okay, so that might help Brian make his – they were picked low, but we're competitive with everybody, Brian. Gotcha. Except a couple. (laughs) 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 What's the line again? Minus 16, Fairfield. I'm going to go Saluki's. Uh, Coach Evans called it probably the worst game. No, in I thought season. you were trying I, to swerve me. <laughs> uh, we lost 35, 35 to zip that I night. I thought you were swerving me on that one. And I know it was a, it was awful that night. I remember that's the night we're in a huddle. My good friend Kyle Turner. I think it was. My, oh yeah, it was not the guy next to me in the huddle. He's shaking that guy's shoulder pads and just yelled, "Block for me!" <laughs> I mean, he was so frustrated at our awful line play that he was just he couldn't take it anymore. Was, I mean, it was and it's a story throughout the year that Coach Evans. I mean, there was just we it was horrible block.
3: I feel like it was Randy Clark. I don't know if that's possible or not, but that's who I feel like he was yelling. Very well, at.
4: could have been Randy Clark. I didn't mention him as one of the seniors. Um, hey, Here's Coach Evans' quote. Chip, um, yeah, I've got breaking news here. Give
1: me one second.
4: Is it from Les Baker? No,
1: um, but we are <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of something here. We're going live on the air. <laughs> Kyle, up, Brian, we are live on, well, sort of live. We're taping a <laughs> podcast right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Heather Cooper okay, on the line. You. We're going to clear up a, one of the great controversies that we've ever had. So you go on a cheerleading trip to England. Is that right?
0: That's correct.
1: And so Chip reads of the school board minutes that if you were accompanied by your parents, they were excused absences. Your parents couldn't go for whatever reason. Is it true that your absences were not unexcused?
2: That is absolutely true. Oh, God.
1: This damn school board. So I, <laughs> got, I got to think uh, mom and dad were real thrilled with that.
3: Uh, I guess not. My mom just told me that she's still pretty pissed off about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh my awesome. goodness. That is, that is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. Uh, and uh, so I thought, you know, and a uh, full disclosure, when I, I Facebook message Heather, Gary was already talking to Justin he's yelling okay. from the other room. She had already <laughs> <laughs> answered my question. Heather, why well, we got you, how are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you guys?
1: Doing great. Doing um, good, doing
3: good. Enjoying the shows, guys. You're doing a great job.
1: Well, we appreciate uh, it, you. and and you just thank cleared you. up one of the great controversies. We're we're going
4: to dig into this and find out what was going on.
3: Boy, so I can't I, wait to get so, to behind the scenes.
4: So this is this is Chip Jamerson talking now. So your dad wanted him to overturn that, but I couldn't find. Did they over, or was it unexcused forever on your per, permanent record?
2: It was unexcused forever.
4: Okay. All right. So they stood <laughs> stood by their decision. That is
0: cool. Yes. Make up the
4: work or anything? Just, not, just, just stupid. Just so.
2: Stupid. <laughs> my teacher, my teachers allowed me to make up the work. Oh good. But Dennis go. Kimmel, go the- Dennis Kimmel would not excuse my absences.
1: Okay. Uh, Does anyone have Dennis Kimmel's phone number? We'll call him.
2: <laughs> <on>.
1: <laughs> Heather, thanks for taking the time uh, to clear this up. All right, yeah, no problem,
3: Heather you're, uh, Heather. you're going to be mentioned later on in this podcast too. We'll get we're going to get to cheerleading here in a little bit for this seat, for this year. So, this
0: all will be right, your only
3: appearance. This might be the oh, Heather, the Heather perfect.
0: Cooper episode. Um, don't go that far.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to you
0: later. All right, right bye bye.
4: Wow, I, Brian and Gary, nice work on that.
1: That's uh, uh, when you first said that, I thought that cannot be true it's true but and she sent me the the text thread from her mom and yes it says um uh no they were not overturned and it still pisses me off (laughs) your dad even went and argued with the school board
4: as reported on this episode the mayor yes the mayor went to the (laughs) school board about this so um yeah i mean the school board man i mean i love talking about the football but the school board men's always bring up the great conversations uh here thanks heather After that Fairfield game where we lost 35 zip, uh, we didn't execute and had no blocking all night. So that's on me. I'm one of those people not blocking. Uh, It was the same old story, mental mistakes. We're going to evaluate players at different positions and try to get the 11 best players on the field. Um, Yeah. I can't remember if I got much playing time against only or not. I know I was not one of the 11 best players. So we'll see. Can we we talk about the more hardy best play? Let me finish this quote. Yeah, (laughs) People have given, have been given chances to prove they can do the job, but it's time to produce. Wow. And he's talking to the lineman right there because there's some freshman lineman that he's ready to put on there. Oh, here we go. Do do you have any uh, stats from that game before David's story? Um, well, I just I just did some minor stats. I know Geno completed two passes, and both passes were completed So me. I'm assuming. Yes. I, I knew. That, I knew. I remember <laughs> one
3: play from that game. I remember catching a pass and getting just the snot knocked out of it, So I do remember that barely.
4: Two passes for 11 yards. That was the bulk nice. of our. That was all of our passing. Then Tidwell. Uh, behind that line, was able to get 28 yards on the ground to lead us somewhere. Tough, tough yards there.
1: <laughs> yeah, earned, I guarantee you he earned every one of those.
4: So you had a Borja Rivas story. Borka and Heather, two leading candidates for winning this podcast so far. Borja, this is going to be big for
1: him. Oh, I guarantee you right now who won this episode.
2: <laughs> so, you know, you talk about the bad line play, but we did drive. We drove into field goal range. We South drove Clans. into, like, we were like, had a first and goal <laughs> yeah. at, you know, knocking on the door. And this might've been what the score got out of hand. Like, I don't remember what the score was at the time, but we, we, we stall out. It's on about the five or six yard line. Everybody. There's like, no
4: reason to go for six. Cause you're not going to get six.
2: Right. So everyone's like, you know, we, we've got this kicker. He, he's a, he's a superstar in practice.
4: He's from Spain.
2: From Spain, soccer, soccer player. Players. Everybody good from kicker.
1: Spain's a good
2: kicker. <laughs> he, I mean, he could. In practice, was legitimately hitting 35, 40 yarders with ease. Yeah, but <laughs> wasn't quite game ready, maybe. But, uh, but everyone's like, "Coach, let Borja kick the field goal. We'll get on, we'll get on the board." I think it would have put us up three to nothing. I, I, I think it was zero zero. We we great get off to great starts. Yeah, so so we line up. This is going to put us up three, nothings. It's a chip shot.
4: <laughs> it's an extra point.
2: <laughs> so the ball, so the ball gets hiked. I forget who the holder was. I forget who the center was the snapper. Borah kicks it. It hits the snapper right in the ass <laughs> <laughs> it Goes straight up in the air. Yeah. True story. it out of the air and runs it back. Oh 95. my. 95 oh. yards for touchdown. Oh yeah. no! <laughs> I, it, it was it was terrible, but yet the funny, maybe the funniest thing I ever saw in high school.
4: I think yeah. it, it was. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I think that was the same night because I I know I was not on that extra point team. Cause I remember my vantage point was on the sidelines to see that. Um, I know we kicked. It would have had to be it, at the It, it was to start of the, second the
2: second half. Start the second half, and he we, he kicked, and, and kicked an an awesome kickoff. Yeah, all the way down into their end zone, and we—I guess I think you and me are both saying, "Yeah, were we're, like, good kick for And, and he then the guy's right—he right, was standing right next to us. Yeah, Well The
4: guy's <laughs> still running about like he's dodging, he's breaking tackles, returning this kick. And, you know, Bor- and I, we look up—wow, that's a good kick! He's right—he's right there next to us. So um, Borghigh kicked it and got off the field. <laughs> We're playing
3: on 10 on 11. I was going to say, that was, that was that probably <laughs> with wasn't a bad play. Looking,
2: looking back was just ridiculous. We we're short players. I mean, I know you don't want to get the foreign exchange student murdered, but he was bigger and stronger than half the guys on our team, probably.
4: Yeah, I mean, he could have helped our line, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> he, he, he was more athletic than at the team. Let's you just say he, he wasn't going to hurt anything. <laughs>
4: right. <Yeah. laughs> um, so... So we're we're 0 and 5 right now. Season's not not going well. Um, so ever since that overtime win against Casey in 1988, we're now one we're now 1 and 14 since that um overtime win over Casey in the playoffs. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, hey, before we get to the the next riveting football game, let's take a quick break for <laughs> for one of our sponsors. Since 2002, People's State Bank has supported Lawrence County and served their financial needs in four different locations Bridgeport, Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. Stacy Moore, our fellow Saluki, and his staff are so happy to help you. And, and just like they help youth sports and 4 H events, they've sponsored Pack the Place. And well, now they're helping out with this podcast, and we truly appreciate their sponsorship. All kind of financial needs. Whatever you need, just go see the folks at People's State Bank. Again, it's in Bridgeport Sumner, St. Francisville, and Lawrenceville. For all your financial needs, go see People's State Bank. All right, we're back to continue the 1990 football season with Mr. Chip Jamerson.
4: All right. It's homecoming week. It's homecoming week. You called it. And I'm always horrible at remembering my songs on this. Um, so let's, let's start off with the, with the theme to Homecoming Week that week, the theme of the Homecoming dance. Um, Poison had an album come out that summer, and um, Something to Believe In was a kind of their answer to Every Rose Has Its." It was the Every Rose Has It's thorn of this album. So uh, Brett Michaels and Ricky Rocket and the boys, let's listen to a little Something to Believe In. C.C. DeVille. Bobby Dahl, Bobby, there you go. Well, I see him on
3: the TV, about
4: the promise? am sure lands. we could all remember dancing with our dates at that me dance Jesus uh, this song? The Except,
1: except for Heather <laughs> Cooper, who was home studying to try to make up, make up for that trip.
4: We do have a homecoming episode. I think it's one of our best works. Um, uh, I, I, of the 21 episode, I think it's some of the best stuff we've done. Uh, so go back, if you want more to hear more about this homecoming, we'll go even more depth in on there and I'll in depth on that. And I'll repeat some of the things from that. Um, so uh, we, we're playing the Alney Tigers and we are 16 point underdogs. Alni's uh, around a 500, slightly below 500 team. I should have written down the records on this. Big school from Richland County, 16 point favorites. What do you think, Brino?
0: I
1: like
4: Olney. I'll tell you, Joe Jones should have been working at the sports books in Las Vegas. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, Olney won by 17. So, Woo! yes, Olney. Yes. Um, and we talked about, we've talked about this on the homecoming episode. A 17 0. Once again, we don't score. This is right. five consecutive games we haven't scored. 17 um, zip. Um, but not Evans, so bad
1: that you can't enjoy the dance, you know, the right. the, I mean, the, we should, the 20 minutes you're at the dance.
4: We've got to be feeling pretty good about ourselves after that. Um, Evans thought we played well defensively. As I said in the homecoming episode, he put his 11 best players out there. And we're just trying to keep him competitive. He just wants the games to be competitive. He's He knows that we don't have a great chance these games but hey this was a big step forward his quote after the game is we aren't blocking anyone (laughs) um anybody who knows anything about football can see that so we're still struggling on the line um didn't write out we you know not a lot of stats from that game because i only usually have the offensive stats so 17-0 loss um just a review of the homecoming uh, the juniors did win the float. Uh, if you want to hear second, third and fourth place, you'll have to listen to the other episode on that. Um, and at the dance that night, uh, here were uh, the MCs. I, Cause I failed to mention this on the homecoming episode. So I'm glad I get a second chance. Yep. Uh, Brandon Smith, and Mary Martha Cunningham were the MCs that night. Good job for the, for the dance and did a great job. Um, those two do do well, a first-class job at anything uh, they were put in charge of uh, the court. Was uh, Jackie Cummins, uh the daughter of Bruce and Pam Cummins. And I didn't write all these down, so I'm not gonna be able to do every uh, parent's uh name there. And Kelly Tidwell, the captain, is gonna be escorting her. Um, Mindy Purcell was uh escorted by her fellow elementary busmate uh Scott Piper. Hey. Um, the, t- the tight end. Uh Dana Roberts um, by Ralph Bowersock will be her escort. And as i talked about before, uh, Jackie Limerin was escorted by me to that, uh, on, on the court. And those were not your winners. The winner was Angie Abel and she was escorted by, uh, at that time, quarterback, Gene Allen. And when I honestly, when I think of this next song, we're going to play, um, I think of this dance. I remember, and I probably mentioned on that episode, but I remember when this song came on, yeah, I did I remember telling the story before on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when that song came on, when Steve Sheely hit play, and I was sitting in one of those brown rickety folding chairs there at one of the long tables in the girls in the gym, whatever side it's on. Um, girls gym is what we called it back then. Um so when, as soon as this song, I sprinted to that dance floor. And as I've said before, I'm not a fast dancer. But when this came on, I'm all about slow dances. I rushed to the dance floor to, to dance to the hit by Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something grabs a hold of me tightly, flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, yeah. I don't know.
3: Turn off the lights and I'll close extreme i rock a mic like a vandal light up a stage and watch a chump like a candle dance
1: Dance. chip jamerson did dance
4: yes it was uh so um great song still love that song today i know a lot of people like laugh about ice ice baby and they call it a bad song or laugh about vanilla ice everybody liked that song in the fall of 1990 people weren't making fun of it then if you want to see something funny
1: uh go on youtube and look up jim carrey making fun of Vanilla Ice on Saturday Night Live. It is okay. hysterical. All right, is
4: this, a, is this from kind of back in the 90s? Yeah, or it was. Yeah it was, okay. yeah, it was back. Yeah, it was back. Back
1: then, uh, I'm not sure how close to the actual time it was, but I think it was fairly close.
4: Oh, I'm sure it was. Um, so we're, we'll, we'll get, we're, we're almost like, guys, I can't keep this stuff short. So I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. There's, a, there's hey, a lot to cover
1: here. You know what? If, if you need to, break this up over a few days and listen to that, this podcast. That's
4: what I tell people. It's like a, a podcast is like a book. I mean, just listen. Two chapters today. I'll read a couple more chapters over the weekend. You just take it a little bit at a time so you can get through it. October school board. I mean, I can't, this is my last chance at a school board. I mean, there's some big stuff. The district has purchased channel one. Um, oh, yeah. oh, wow.
1: I forgot about this that. This would
4: become huge at Red Hill high school during oh, the second yeah. semester. Um, because with the, with desert storm um, in, in January coming up, I remember we were glued to the TV every morning watching channel one for the latest updates on what was going on. Um, the uh, with yeah, you were you were watching it on Channel One, and I was living it, Chip. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's a different world you were living in. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's kind of a great deal because you know it's all about you know they get their sponsors and so forth. So, if you agree to Channel One, here's the only stipulations. Well, kind of the the perks first. You get a 19 inch color TV. For every twenty-three students in the high school and junior high, oh, you got wow. a nineteen-inch TV. So we got TVs installed in all the classrooms, so we could watch Channel One every morning. Nineteen inches seems so small now, but back then it was a regular size. People didn't think of as little. People can't imagine buying like a nineteen-inch TV today. Um, hookup, wiring, and two satellite dishes were also provided at no wow. cost to the district. You got your TVs and all your hookup for free. The only catch is you must show it 90% of the school days and you must show it to the entire student body. So wow. As long as you did those things, they provide everything. I know Mr. Glosser was really excited about this, being able to get the news out to the kids. And um, yeah, we went with it. I, I remember it very clearly watching it in um, seems like I watched it in Mr. Drury's room, but may have not. I
3: thought it, I thought it led off the day. I thought that was the first. It thing did we lead watched. off the day. That's the best
4: thing. I, I picture myself watching it in there, but the, we may have probably, he'd probably record the news. But that's why I'm picturing news. I think I was in the study hall to start the day, so I must have watched it, Mr. Uh, Tugol, Mr. Mr. Brooks's study hall um, in the morning.
2: Huh. Um, that for them,
4: they're like brainwashing us, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I guess just the sponsorship money. I guess uh, was, yeah, yeah, uh, secretly, man. secretly teaching you Russian. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> um, other things in that school board, meaning, uh Doug Hardy was. Um, hires the fifth and sixth grade basketball coach. Um, kudos to Doug because, well, I don't think John, John still would have been like in fourth. I don't know if John or if John even played basketball. Todd was in eighth grade at this time. Mm. So Doug was not a coach that always just did it for his kids. He was coaching little league. long oh, yeah. before His kids were that age and after they were gone and now he's coaching elementary basketball. Uh, so he was not in it just for his kids. He was in it for red Hill for the, for all the kids of red Hill. So what an asset he's been to the district from the, from its inception yeah, in sure. 1973 to present day, yep. uh, Bobby Waller was hired as uh, the cheer coach for the fifth and sixth grade. Um, and they've authorized construction of a softball field at the Bridgeport Grade School. So my dad must be the principal there now because it's now called Bridgeport Grade School. And um, we have that familiar softball field because they played the Little League Diamond before yep. that. So right. now we have a dedicated softball field, which since they've um, upgraded to uh, Leanne Westall Field now, which is even a uh, better complex. So during that board week, we have that board meeting week. We have week seven. We're 0-6. We're 0-5 in the conference. And we're playing the 0-5 floor wolves on the road. The bottom of the, this is for the cellar. Who's going to finish in the cellar this year? Uh, floor is an eight-point favorite.
1: I'm going to unfortunately go with the floor wolves given the points.
4: Uh, Red Hills, Salukis did not win the game, but we only lost by six 28 oh. to 22 overtime loss. You're right, Joe um, Jones, pretty good on those predictions. Yeah, he is.
2: Um, Gary, uh, Gary takes over his quarterback this game, correct?
4: Uh, yes. So, Gary would move to quarterback, and I assume hold on this for the next 20 games of his uh, high school career, two more after this, and 18 in his junior and senior year. So, this is the first. He, now, he did have a starter to his, um, Freshman year, too. But from now on, it's his job for the rest of his career. I remember I
2: remember Gene Allen running wild this game. Oh, he, he ran had wild.
4: He, um, nine rushes for 64 yards. Now, the running wild made he had one <laughs> run. Of those 64 yards, one of them was a 59-yard <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, re-
0: I remember that. I remember that
1: one. <laughs> So he did run wild on a on a play. But now well, let's just fa- let's face it. I mean, to the
0: rest of the season, that's that was, yes. that was running wild. He could
1: have had several positive yards, and but yes. there's other ones that knocked him back so far. Right. So, yeah. he, so he probably that's true.
4: Yeah, he could have had. I'm sure he had some ten to twelve yard scampers here and there. Yeah. Um, Gary scored that game. May have been Gary's first touchdown of his career. I'm pretty sure that would have been it. Yeah. Yeah, five yard run. So. Uh, we actually, as I said, we went to overtime. Um, another, I remember this very clearly because um, a lot of times, I, I honestly don't remember a lot about these games. But then when I see a certain thing, like, oh yeah, I remember that. Um, this Coach Evans finally, we're game seven, our first big break of the season. Chad Hill, forty-seven yard fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, we finally got a break to go our way. We it was sixteen to sixteen at half. 22 to 22 after three quarters. And in, in regulation, wow. it was also 22, 22. And then they scored on their. Um, I think they scored. They had the ball first and scored, yeah. uh, went up 28, 22. And then we had the way they do the overtime rules. You got four downs to try to score. And we didn't, we were not able to score. And so that was a final score in one overtime. Okay. Um, so we moved to 0 and 7, 0 and 6 in conference. But here's the one you got marked on your calendar. This is who we beat last year. Oblong Panthers and they're coming to our place this time, right across from Griffin's Pizza House. At that time it was lose. Um, it's Red Hill oblong We got tons of confidence. We've been playing well with you just coming off an overtime. I love it. Loss. I got um, it. 17-0 loss. We're we beat oblong last year. It's oh, man, oblong. I'm... Red Hill should always beat oblong. Oh, Momentum.
2: Um yeah, do Yeah, we don't, but
4: red hill comes in a six-point favorite.
1: Really? We are favored. Okay, even though I think Dave may have just spoiled it, I was taking the Panthers there. <laughs>
4: okay. um, yeah, um, <laughs> Panthers definitely on that one. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I re- Now, Gary had a good game this game. Anytime I think of this game, I think of it being a complete disaster, and it was a disaster. We played horrible, but great job by Gary. He had some nice stats, which I'll get to in a little bit. Job, I, I remember one time – I'm lined up at right guard. i told the story to Gary about 79 times. I'm lined this. up at right guard, and <laughs> <laughs> I look to my right, and there's no right tackle there. <laughs> and I guess we should have called timeout or something, and maybe I don't know if we'd exhausted no, all the
1: No, time we shouldn't have. The quarterback should have. I probably should
4: have noticed that. <laughs> and I know I'm just thinking – I don't know what to do here. <laughs> and, um, I, I think was Gary- looking for some senior leadership. <laughs> get it. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure Gary got sacked on that play. I wonder um, who sacked him. <laughs> well, I know who ran wild that game. That was George Smith, ran for yeah. 186 yards for oblong. Um, so, but oh, big. If I see, if, if Ralph Bowersock was with me right now, here's the first thing he would mention he'd say, Chip, do you remember that? Long pass I caught and when I caught it, you and I were celebrating together right after I caught that pass. That was this night right here. Uh Bauer saw now the way Ralph and I talk about it, it was like an eighty yard bomb from Gary to Ralph. It was a forty six yard pass, so it wasn't as long as we thought, but still I would Pretty say the longest pass play of the season. You're sure. Yeah. yeah. And so
1: when he says you were running next to him celebrating, that was after because you're the guard, right?
0: I'm the guard. Okay, I don't know how night, I you're, was so you're, <laughs>
2: Your legal lineman now you're a, so you're that's why
4: i mean i think as i saw the ball going there i was just like running under the ball because i knew like some. The, i say i'm not sure what happened but that's the thing that ralph we always find amazing with, how was i standing right next to him after he caught the pest, how we described it 80 yards downfield yeah, so right. it was a little more a little easier to get 40 with my 40 with my 40, with my 40 time it's a little easier to get 46 yards you're like hussein down bolt down um but as i said so gary had that huge pass he was our leading rusher that night seven rushes for 22 yards i'm sure he had more of those But those sacks he was getting um you know booted back six seven yards at a time every time he was sacked (laughs) um i know i remember i was at gary's house that and i know his mom and grandma were talking about that game i was at his house on that saturday i think and um I felt horrible. I was sitting in that chair. I always sat in there at that house and they were talking about how Gary was just getting killed at quarterback. And I'm just sitting there with my head thinking, Oh my gosh, don't say anything about me. I'm one of those linemen that's that's supposed to be protecting your, your son and your grandson. And um, Uh,
2: so yes. um, Who was our starting line? that year um the way angle was a center <laughs> well it sounds Dwayne like angle. there was only 3 of you <laughs> me uh
4: chad hill would chad hill was on the line a lot um was Ethan,
2: Ethan Jason
4: in your Ethan was okay. on the line
2: I forgot, about, I forgot about jason we talked about him earlier.
4: it seems like randy clark wasn't there all the time but uh yeah. randy clark would have been so a mixture of those guys some of us would shuttle in and out plays and i rotated um, i rotated it was a
2: hodgepodge i rotated in some but i not looking
4: for looking for 11 best Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I wasn't the the answer off the bat.
4: (laughs) um, You know, I said that 46 yard pass play is probably our biggest play of that season. Uh Uh-uh. Gary had a longer pass play that day than just the 46. He went 53 yards to Kelly Tidwell uh, that night. Well, I'm I'm pretty confident the pass was two yards (laughs) and it was a (laughs) fullback screen, but we'll.
2: You get Whatever. the credit for it. It, look, it, it looks like a bit, it looks like a 53 yard pass in the in the. Uh, and Ke- was, and was, and Kelly in the Tidwell looked
1: over and Chip was celebrating right next to
4: him. Saying so Tidwell had two catches that night for 71 yards, both from Gary, of course. So we did lose that game. We're down at 0 and 8. We finished the conference slate 0 what and 7. Or not? We have one more one more conference game left. Uh, it was. Uh, 19 to 6 Okay. 19 to 6 oblong so not a complete blowout but no. um they weren't good now they had a george smith which we, i mean he was he was pretty amazing there but um they didn't have much else um and then we'll f- wrap wrap up the season here and i'm sure going into um we're fired up to the county rivalry uh these guys are out with their second album at least their second big nationwide release album i don't know if they had any minor things before that but um whatever it was called, Dirty rotten, Stinky Filthy Rich or whatever their first album was called. Uh, They've come out with a new album and the first single off of it as we were all listening to, getting fired up to end up as seniors, finish our careers. And for many of us finishing, will never play another sport, guys like me and Jason Inyert and Randy Clark. And uh, we're wrapping it up here and we're jamming Warren's new hit, Cherry Pie.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah uh, it, a lot of people, it's definitely not my favorite warrant song. There's many, many songs I like more than that. Um, it's a great Maybe, yeah, great video, and maybe their most popular song still. Whether you agree with that or not, like if you go to Spotify and you go on songs, a lot of times it's the one listed as their first hits, hit. the most downloaded song they have. There's a great I'm story
1: more- on on either a behind the music or some something about warrant. Um, this was this was about to usher in the grunge era, and I remember they said they were at their record company, and there was cherry pie posters all over the place. They go away, come back like a month later, and it was all flannel. <laughs> there wasn't uh, yeah. anything cherry pie on the on the yeah. walls
4: anymore. Yeah, this is one of those last big uh, kind of hair metal albums. Um, so we're going to Lawrenceville. Lawrenceville. Uh, Kind of disappointed. I think they expected a little more this season. I know uh, Matt Foster, their quarterback, was looking for a six and three season. Thought they could get it this year. They're two and six coming into this game. One and five. They beat Florida. Was their only win in the conference. And we're zero and a, 0 and six. Um, Lawrence was a sixteen point favorite.
1: Okay. Matt Foster had a lot of anger coming into the season. Foster's think- hurt. Foster they is. They moved hurt. Adam oh, Fry as right. your quarterback now. A <laughs> dink. i gotta go i gotta go red hill
4: oh it looked that way for a while i was going
1: to go red hill but i think i'm gonna go lordsville
4: after the first quarter i thought we were gonna win this game i i really thought we were gonna win this ball game um we lost 47 to 13 so um yeah we changed the offenses and defenses going into this game uh, Coach Evans is kind of in the paper, for, you know, we have nothing to lose. We can try some new things uh, going into this game. And it caught Lawrence still off guard. They were not expecting whatever it was, that whatever those changes were. I think we're they went to a, a 4-4, 4-4 defense. Yeah, I don't know what changes we made on offense, but um, we uh, jumped out to a 6-0 lead. Bill Evans uh, back to his bag of tricks. Yes. Aaron Lukens. I remember this Aaron Lukens session. I know I was on the field for that because I think it was kind of right. He ran, like, right to my – to that hole right to my right, whatever hole that is. Um, so, um, Lucas with a one-yard TD run in the first quarter. We're up 6-0 at the end of the quarter. Um, you know what set that up? No. Another
3: Chad Hill fumble recovery down to the one-yard line. Like okay. 40, yeah, he did that in that four-game too.
4: Okay, so Hill coming up huge
0: on him. Scooping Four-year
4: four varsity uh, player um, coming through. So School board member now, right? School board member, yes. And our other real high, only other highlight that game, Kyle Turner, who had a pretty good season, had a 79-yard run um, in the fourth quarter. Is kind of
2: David King uh, was on the field for that one. So. Okay, I think I watched that one
4: from the sideline. So, <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, now was that uh, I can't remember if it was that uh, touchdown or the, the the first touchdown. Borja finally got benched as the as the PAT kicker. Yes. Yeah. Aaron Lucas stepped in and probably kick the 60 yard field goal. <laughs> yep. So and he from, did hit from the PAT. <laughs> yep.
4: That was point number 13 on the night. And okay. lot, our final point of the season was that Aaron Lukens extra yeah. point. Uh, and <clears> he, <throat> he would go on to what, have that job for another couple of years. Yep. Or did he continue uh, playing at least one, one more year? He had one, more, he had one more year anyway. Year. Yeah. So um, Luke, so um, that wraps up the football season. Oh, and nine season. Oh, and seven, the conference um, badge. It was, you know, obviously would uh, want him more, but I don't think it was a surprise to anyone. Just not a lot of numbers right now, as I said. And uh, I've got good memories from it. It was glad I I played, glad I was part of it. Um, Football awards. Our dirty dog was Ethan Donaldson. Um, Ethan didn't get to mention because I uh, didn't mention him a lot because he's doing the the dirty Dirty work work. on the the line on both sides. So, Ethan Donaldson, good job on that dirty dog award as a junior. Uh, Headhunter Award. Headhunter Award. Uh, Kelly Tidwell right. and I know he's even go he and Neil Heath have gone into even nowadays are helping sponsor a the golden spike award which is kind of yeah. like a headhunter type award right uh, each week to a Red Hill football player and the team MVP was none other than Kelly Tidwell um, that year uh, friend of the friend of the Facebook group Kelly Tidwell even responded on the picture that showed him as the uh, as the MVP of the team. He put a response on Gary's post on that. Yeah. So I know he's out there reading. Um, <laughs> oh, just wow. real, and really the only the junior high the only junior high thing I had the end of mine was uh, the round robin tournaments underway. I think it's lost a little bit of its luster. I don't know. <sighs> I guess it wasn't that great when I was in it. I mean, we had Allendale and we had some teams that weren't that great. Although Allendale had a pretty good team that year, sure. um, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it's St. Joe, which I know they were good when Gary was in. They've always, some of those good only kids always went to St. Joe. So yeah, uh, St. Joe, you had Noble. And of course you had floor and Red Hill. All I could find Red Hill went one and two in the tournament. It wasn't a great eighth grade team. Um, I don't know if they won many more that year. I think they beat be uh, Noble and I don't know if they won many more games after that, that season. But, um, Chris Grismer was our leading scorer. He scored 18 in the first game and 12 in the second game. I don't oh. remember Chris Grismer. I went and watched this team play because my my sister was a cheerleader. I didn't go to a lot of games, but I saw him play some. And Chris I don't Grismer. I don't know Chris Grismer. But yeah, I remember the name for sure. I don't poured in 18 to start the season. I'm sure oh, Fred wow. Kendall had high hopes for this guy, and then he just kind of vanished. Oh, <laughs> huh, um, interesting. If anybody knows where Chris is, please comment on the Facebook uh, group on, on that. Um, the only, I was going to do some miscellaneous things, but I knew I had so much I could just stop with miscellaneous stuff. So the only miscellaneous thing I had was um, – I forgot Weston's bike shop was relocated to Vincent's at one point. Oh, oh wow. yeah. So, so I had, remember that, yeah. <laughs> On Washington Avenue. Um, hmm. So, yeah. I, bought, I actually bought a bike from Weston's bike shop there when it was on uh, State Street. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, so – that's a lot. The fall always takes a while. Fall falls a always over. a biggie.
1: Hey, let's take a break from our sponsor. Chip, do you want to um, talk about this song? Though
4: no, before we do, you 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 left out one of your songs. Yeah, well, uh, we as we've said before, thank you for bringing this back. I thought I'd lost my chance because I was going to do it in August. Uh, when when David King thinks about those early August workouts, I was going to do it. When I talked about the coaching set. those early August workouts. Um, uh, Going out to Red Hill to run, or going in the weight room. We had a few weight sessions before the season started. Uh, he, I think Jason did would pick him up for practice, and they would just jam this song for the five mile trip or whatever there and back each day. But we talk about this group. We talk about Gunner and Matthew a lot on this podcast. Uh, Love and affection, by Nelson. I'm on
1: and we can't live without our sponsors so we will be right back after another word from one of our great sponsors
4: looking for insurance we hope that you would call the andrews insurance agency at 542 main street in bridgeport terry andrews and justin shear are your independent agents and they're professionals for all of your farm, commercial, and personal insurance needs. And they've been strong supporters of Red Hill Athletics for decades. So if you're brought down by a pack of dogs, get off your seats and on your feet. And see T-Bone or Juice and give them a call at 618-945-2881 at the Andrews Insurance Agency.
1: All right, Chip, thanks for a great (laughs) wrap-up of a very, very busy Fall season and football there season, and now we're going to go to the winter of ninety ninety one with uh, that freshman or I'm sorry sophomore quarterback
3: Gary Emmons. All right. Well, I mean, I know we uh, the winter is always a lot busier than than the fall, which is the amount of sports and everything going on. I know we just did Coach Kendall's uh, interview a couple of weeks ago, so won't spend a lot of time on that basketball season. Since we did talk about that quite a bit, they've been getting a lot of our coverage here as of late. This would have been Coach Kendall's third season with that really great group of seniors. You had Eric Holtz and Gene Allen, Chad Andrews, Mike Hayes, and, of course, Brandon Smith. Uh, that team finished second in the NEC, in the NEC with a 10-4 and four record, and they had a 21-6 and six overall record. Uh, first year, we were in the Capital Classic to lead off the season. I think we always opened with Flora first, and then we went to the Capital Classic at, at those times. And uh, won the Bridgeport site and then ended up winning the whole thing in a, in a really great game with Mount Carmel. One of those uh, early season environments that was just a awesome win to beat Mount Carmel. Uh, Brandon, of course, was all tournament MVP of the whole thing uh, in, in that for sure. You know, we talked about this a lot and this, was, uh, these, this team was special to Coach Kendall gene and some of the guys went to bat form to get him the head coaching job and uh, you know again this team not winning the regional was uh, was was very disappointing to everybody involved and still hurts to this day to think about that and Chad Andrews had the last shot and just just missed he had a good shot out a 15footer and uh, just just didn't go in and uh, Newton went on to win the regional that year uh, was, talked about that team they were a little bit um, wasn't deep. You'd had yeah. Rob Waller and uh, D Holloway were really, I believe are about the only two guys that saw much action in, in close games, of course. Yeah. Didn't have a whole lot of uh, other guys playing throughout that year. Rob Waller was uh, actually awarded the Sixth man of the year award. Holloway got most improved that year, but uh, you know, you had that uh, amazing group of juniors below him, that of course dominated and had enough.
4: Didn't so, lose too many JV games. I know. So those, those, those seven guys that played a lot and then you had, um, uh, you know, Matt McCullough next to line. I mean, at, at small, uh, we had a really tough football season as you saw there. But yeah, you know, small schools. If you're going to be successful, you got to have your best athletes out. And it would be nice to have some of those seven guys. Or we had G, other than Gino, those other six. Um, I would love to have them on the football team. But I'm glad they were dedicated basketball. it just. A, a lot of our best athletes were not on that football team it wouldn't so yeah. yeah i always thought like mike, mike hayes is the guy that was always oh, yeah. a good athlete and i don't know that he ever played football that i remember uh, probably i think he in junior, uh, like maybe yeah, junior, junior pro, but... pro he did i remember him playing mm-hmm. like in fifth and sixth grade but but yeah i mean you never think of rob waller as a football player because he never played the sport but uh, when uh, the, you look at some of it, a good athlete is going to help you and you can find a, they can help I've, you on the football field I've always
2: i've always thought that was a 91 my my class as well the 92 guys they weren't big but they would have helped us we needed we needed guys that yeah it, it, were athletes were skill guys yeah. Yeah.
4: it's just like in 97 like when like landon leasty goes out for the you know you never think of like yeah. landon leasty really being a, he had a really good season when he when he went out for football i mean it's just yeah. a good athlete's going to help you to small sure in football
3: yeah. so I you know it's like brian havel like he was so aggressive on the basketball in mosby those guys could have could have played cornerback with no yeah. problem you know yeah. and yeah.
4: You know, it's just uh, Eric Holtz was a good football player when he played. He just I did. Athlete, I so. played
1: cornerback. I'm sure they could. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. And then, and then I know you're gonna get to wrestling a little bit, but Darby is an example of right, yeah. somebody. Would, he was always good at football when he played. So we just lost our senior class. Lost a lot of those really good football players out of it. Um, so and of course yeah, Brandon hitting,
3: didn't. Yeah, Brandon didn't play. Then of course, right. he, I mean the, the best of the best. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. You no, know, that team. I, I don't know. You know, if you th- throw all those guys out there, we don't. We probably don't win six football games, but no, you may win four or three, five for yeah, sure. Three you know. or four,
4: maybe. Yeah. So sorry to go on a little tangent there, but it's just something I was thinking about when I was doing my. No, research. no, that's I was great. We we didn't have a lot of numbers, so
3: that year at the uh, sports banquet gino he was given the defensive award and he also got the senior uh senior athlete award and i don't remember much about this but it said he was on the broadcasters all-star team i don't remember what exactly what that yeah. was yeah i didn't remember that either no, but he was named to that um you had brandon of course was team mvp won the free throw award uh, mental attitude award and this is something nec first teamer um I think he just missed out on MVP, but I think he got second in the in the voting on yeah. that. Yeah, but, but something I think is it's rare for Red Hill outside of probably Mandy Cunningham. He got Vincent Sun Commercial Player of the Year yeah. that year, and that's that's tough to beat out those Indiana kids, sure. especially any kid from Lincoln or South yeah. Knox, North yeah. Knox. Yeah. Lincoln a. had a good t-
4: had a good, had Lee McGregor who was really good that year, yeah. and um, so and there was um, a couple like uh, Tislow, Derek Tislow. Yeah, Derek Tislow. Yeah, um, they had some they had some good players in that Lincoln '91 class. So it's really imp- probably even more impressive that a uh, you know a,
3: a Red Hill kid wins uh, Player of the Year in the Vincent Sun commercial. Brandon that year, I just looking at his stats. He averaged twenty points, seven rebounds, three assists that year. Seventy-seven percent free throw shooter. I don't remember Brandon shooting a lot of three pointers, but he shot forty percent from three point, and that's always the number you want to hit on. Of course, if you're mm-hmm. going to be d- considered a pretty good three point shooter. Um, you know, but I always think that, you know, when I look back on that and him getting that, you know, the accolades that he got was obviously all well and very, yeah. very much deserved and yeah. always and will be thought in the highest regard from from this group for sure and just about everybody. Yeah. <clears throat> so we won't spend a lot of time with that. I think that team, that was a, a tough one to go. And, yep. uh, you know, we have, of course, we had another season that we'll get to later on to get a, at least from, from my shoes, getting to play with these guys. And uh, those are always people you looked up to they were your role models. And it was just, I love playing with all those guys, such, such good guys and learned a lot from them for sure. I think I'm going to go to my first song here. Okay. Um, this is a song that hit number one, December 1st of 1990. When I hear this song, I think we heard this in Nashville, Tennessee, when we were down for the cheerleading championships, I feel like our, this song was in felt like in about every uh, cheer team's routine at that point, not red Hill, but we heard this song a lot, but number one, December 1st, 1990, Delight groove is in the heart Oh
0: yeah
1: for Collins on bass
3: <laughs> Very uh eclectic video very uh she was groovy. cute, right? he was out there. What's that? Roller, she was cute, that singer. Yeah, redheaded
4: lady. Yeah, yeah real, real cute, so. I, I always think of Chad Cruel when I hear that song. Oh, really? Do, you, do Is there a story behind it? <laughs> uh, I remember I sat by him in study hall, and he had, like, his little Walkman with him, and he had, like, the D-Light tape, or he would uh, listen to, I assume he was listening to this song during a, during a study hall. But, yeah, he's. I mean, I saw his picture on Facebook giving vaccines a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, wow. The, that's the first thing I thought of this song <laughs> as soon as I saw him
0: there.
4: <laughs> the local hero, Chad.
0: Cruel, yes. there, large savings
4: check. I didn't know he was still
3: around um, until I saw his picture on there. Let's move on to girls basketball. You got, uh, of course, let's be our first season without Mandy, right? In the yeah. uh, yeah. four years. So, um, of course, little sister, Mary Martha was going to be the, the, the star of the show, of course, a little bit of a down year. And I can't imagine anybody would have expected anything different, but uh, that team finished 16 and 10 and uh, just four and three in the conference that year. Um, uh, Mary Martha was second runner-up for the NEC uh, MVP. She got second
4: in that. Of she that's
3: made still it, a solid.
2: That's still a solid yeah. season. Yeah. Oh <laughs> no, she she had a
3: great season. And you right. have some of
4: her. You have some of her individual stats here. So a little know. bit, yeah. Okay. Her, she, I know her first game of the year. As I talked about in the Mandy episode, you you might touch on that. She averaged twenty-four a game and had a high of forty. So. Yeah, that was the opening game. Scored forty. Because wow. you're thinking, well, Mandy's gone, and then she comes out and scores forty in her first game after Mandy's gone. So. <laughs> Um,
3: yeah so yeah so she got Vincent's commercial all area team as well um, Cherry Davis and T- uh, Tammy Hardesty both were honorable mention in EC that year so you know a, pr- a decent year they did advance the regional title game uh, Mary and Tracy Gray averaged for 34 points in and in a 49-45 victory over Flora uh, Olney was pretty darn good that year and we ran into Olney in the championship game in the regional uh, Mary scored 20 of, of the 32 points that game Uh, So, ended ended a season in the regional. Um, Mary had a great year, and, of course, she went on to join her sister uh, next year at U of I. And uh, Tammy Hardesty was given the defensive award. Uh, Mandy Deckard was given the most improved freshman award. Tracy Gray got the rebound award, and, of course, Mary Martha, uh, team MVP and uh, free throw award. So, you know, decent team, 16 and 10. You know, it's kind of, you know, look at a down year after you had those four years of of, of her sister and uh probably big crowds and all that probably a little bit less uh, this year uh during the ninety ninety one season for sure but another a good season by mary for sure and and, then some of the young ones uh had had pretty good years as well i think my next song i want to play i feel like we put this song feels like maybe it's been played in more podcasts than anything so far at least i know i've played it in, in several of the ones we've had to do this, but. My next song, again, oh, I think of being in the little gym for dances, and I think of Nashville, Tennessee for the Chilean Championship. Oh, I know, I know
4: what song you're going to do. I
3: think of uh, – what mm-hmm. is it
4: then? Oh, maybe as a damn Yankees high yeah, enough. Damn Yankees <laughs> high enough.
0: Don't say goodbye, you going to stay forever. oh, oh all the way. What a good song.
1: So, little Damn Yankees trivia. Who can name the members of Damn Yankees?
4: I can do three of them. Okay, hit it. Um, Jack Blades. Jack Blades of? Night Ranger. M- uh, Night Ranger. Yep. Um, Ted Nugent. Of course. And from Sticks, Tommy Shaw.
1: That's correct. And it lists Michael Cardelloni, then an unknown drummer who would later join Leonard Skinner.
4: Okay, great, great super super group. Yeah.
1: And and I know just a few years ago, I remember seeing him on the Howard Stern show. Uh, Shaw and Blades hooked up again as just a duo doing acoustic stuff. And I'm sure it was great. Un- they were good, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's another another YouTube tip.
3: <laughs> December eighth, nineteen ninety. Why is that uh, date popular? December eighth. Is- December eighth. Excuse <laughs> me, David. Snowball oh, dance. Yes. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> we had the snowball dance. I can't remember how many years we've been doing this now. It was a fairly new dance. I think this may be in the second or third year for the snowball dance. I think. I know they've been. Had, I don't think they've done it for very long. But uh, what little bit unique? They always have attendance from the freshman, sophomore, and junior classes. They had attendance, and then, of course, we had a uh, king and queen candidates for this. Uh, freshman attendance. Anyone you want to take any guesses who the freshman attendance were?
4: Uh, how many years? is there? Just one from each class? There's a boy and a girl from each class. Okay. Jesslyn Paris. I'm going and... Jesslyn. Bingo. Bingo Holman? i <laughs> <laughs> wish. I'm going with Tuck. Tucker and... Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. There we go. There we go.
3: <laughs> how cliche <Softball>. is that? <laughs> sophomore attendance. Uh, okay. Gary, 93. Gary Emmons. I was up there. Who was the, my female counterpart? Uh, I'm going to go... Amy Moe. Amy is the winner. That's what I was
1: going to say. Dang it.
3: Junior attendance. Ethan Donaldson. No. Basketball defensive stopper. Brian, Brian, Brian Havel. Brian of, of course. Havel made it. And his female counterpart was cheerleader Jody Lawson. Or had her queen candidates for that year. This is a name I had forgotten about and hadn't thought of probably since then. But Julie Ferguson was a queen candidate yeah. that year. Hadn't great, thought about Julie. Great a while. girl. Jackie Cummins, Angie Lytle, and Jackie Limeron were all queen candidates, and our king candidates were Darby Wagner, Brandon Smith, Chad Andrews, and Gene Allen. I'm sure David and David and uh, Chip for sure yeah, remember. I know the winners, so I'm gonna I'll yeah. sit this one out and let Brian try to Dave, uh, do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Brian, do you want to try to take a guess? Julie Ferguson, Jackie oh. Cummins, Angie Lytle, and Jackie Limrin. I'm gonna go Let's I'm gonna go Jackie Limeron. Jackie Limeron <laughs> was yes. voted queen. And then the king candidates were Darby Wagner, Brandon Smith, Chad Andrews, and Gene Allen. Ooh, that's tough.
0: Really I got tough. it. It's a
1: strong court. I'm not picking. Uh, coming off that football success, all those rushing yards, I'm going to go Gene Allen.
3: <laughs> and he was, was the escort, too. So. Yeah, it was not Gene Allen. It wasn't Brandon Smith. It was Darby Wagner was voted your king. So, yeah, Darby True. and Jackie were king. There. The king and queen of our snowball dance that year. Congratulations. That a favorite around here at the old school Red Hill podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad we finally, his name actually, he did something. This time I don't again. think he, <laughs>
1: I don't think he made it in the Kindle episode, did he? No, I, I don't, don't think
3: know. he did.
0: Another so. <laughs> reason
3: December 8th is so popular. It was our snowball theme. This is also the first week this song hit number one on the billboard charts. Because I love you, the postman song. I did not have any
1: recollection of this song until I heard it. Then oh I. Oh my god! What a song! Love you, and
3: I'll, do I'll, give, you
1: I'll give you my heart,
0: heart
1: my everything, everything. Because, because I love, I love you. you. Yeah, I saw the title of that, and I had no clue what it was, but then I knew it once I heard it.
4: Right around this time, in, in like that fall of 1990, I was touting, I was th- it may be the greatest song ever recorded. Oh, wow. I, I, I loved this song. I think King and I were in my truck listening to this song at one point. Very, think, <laughs> very possible. I think as we went to, because uh, um, here's what I think of with that song. Whoops, sorry about that. Is uh, we had a... a cookout for like alpha peer leaders or something out at gail yeah. billingsley's yeah. i think we went out to my truck and took a break and listened to because
2: i love you
4: some people are some people are sneaking out to their trucks they got a, you I know some boots out there. we go out there and listen to because i love you <laughs> i gotta
1: think this had heavy rotation on wako
3: oh yeah <laughs> well had this song it was number one for, for uh five weeks at this point
2: really
1: so did now did yeah, stevie right b there.
3: did stevie b do anything else
4: not nothing like that. like he
2: might yeah. have had a minor hit yeah maybe a year later but, but this
4: was i mean <laughs> he's still this this song is still paying the bills
3: yeah. oh yeah my uh really my lone memory of this dance was uh, i'm pretty sure if i remember my uh the table i was sitting at was up near the front by the stage in the girls gym and i remember uh, ronnie cullison and jody lawson had a little bit of a spat and uh jody ripped off into ronnie's classroom through it, oh, and, wow! Yeah, it was a, big news. He threw, there was like a little decoration right there in front of the stage of like some, you know, fake snow and a Christmas tree. And I think it was located there in the in in the in the fake snow. But they had some sort of a tiff. We don't know what happened, but you know, and thir- thir- thirty guessing, years
4: later, they're happily married. I say, I'm
3: guessing they made up. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah they, hey, they definitely worked out. You
1: know, usually on Apple, they play the most popular songs first. Um, because I love you is way down the list.
4: Oh, that's weird I'll, I'll check out some of the other services too and see what they're doing
1: spring love i want to be the one Dreamin i do like
4: of, that song that's the only other song i know by him dreaming of love mm-hmm. um in my eyes oh no that's the one i like party your body
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see what in my eyes no
4: those songs are number one for five weeks no <laughs> no i mean it's a mega hit Love this. I don't think my ears have ever touched this
0: song before.
4: It had a little bit of chart success. I mean, nothing like I mean, this is like one of the biggest hits in, in years.
1: No, I think uh, I've never heard this song before in my <laughs> Stevie B, ladies and gentlemen, WAKO. Great
3: segue to wrestling from Stevie B, I think, probably. <laughs> Big wrestling news. Uh, December thirteenth, in nineteen ninety, Coach Jim Dury resigns as head coach of the of the high school wrestling team. Wow. Of course, he's a uh, much beloved, and he had been in the coach for several years. And I know at that point he was uh, he had moved up to Springfield, or he was going to be moving up to Springfield, Illinois, and going back and forth. And of course, that was just that was too much, and so he did resign. and He resigned a little bit too close to the board meeting, so they actually didn't accept his resignation until the January <laughs> board meeting. But uh, he was going to be leading as, as coach, so, of course, the, the the guys on the team, they knew that, and uh, so this was going to be his swan song as the head wrestling coach uh, during that particular time. Of course, he always had Gary Huber, a uh, longtime uh, assistant, would take over the next year, and uh, they had a pretty good season uh, in the regional that year. We had Darby Wagner was the champ at 112 pounds. Jeremy Jackman, uh, king of the pegboard, was – uh, third place at 119 and uh, we had Bubba Baker got second to heavyweight in the regional. So, job, which means that those all, all those guys were going to advance now to the sectional and, um, don't remember, but Bubba didn't play football that year we talked about. No. And he had a pretty good wrestling run here, but he only wrestled in like 18 matches by the end of the year. So I don't know if there was an injury involved or if it was some of the reason he couldn't participate.
4: Yeah, I think there were some reasons going on. He, wasn't, he didn't participate in any, though. He wasn't able to the second semester participate in sports. Okay. Kind of like Steve Wilson we talked about in right. basketball in 96. In the sectional, I think
3: Bubba had one of the best sectionals a wrestler could have had. He he uh, had five five matches and pinned four of his five. So he had a great sectional to advance the state. Um, Jackman didn't make it out, but uh, Darby was the top seed heading into the, uh, into the sectional. He did have a loss and ended up finishing third. Um, so both Bubba and Darby are going to state to wrestle. It was always a big deal, of course. Uh, Bubba unfortunately lost his first match and he ended the season, like I said, 15 and three. And really sad story. Darby got injured in his first match and had to end up defaulting. So uh, his uh, his state final ended pretty quickly oh, until he got hurt. He ended finished thirty four and four that season. So wow. To- He's an all, he's definitely Mount Rushmore of Red Hill wrestlers. That's yeah, almost he, a he, Doug
1: Shank story right there. Yeah, yeah,
3: I know. That's that's what I, exactly what I thought of whenever I uh, when I first saw that. So yeah, Darby finished thirty four and four. Uh, was the uh, team leader and and uh, pins that year. Hey, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back from a word from our
1: sponsor. <laughs> Tyler Griffin's Pizza House in Bridgeport is the place to go for world famous Bridgeport style pizza. And you know, they've got an employee pick special of the month each and every month. And for March, that is the Philly Cheese Steak Pizza. And it's also offered in a sandwich this month. They're open Tuesday through Sunday from 4 to 9. And now they're open for lunch on the first Friday of each month from 11 to 1. And don't forget, you can always call and get delivery. So call 945-3663 or see them at that great location across from the Dog Pound in Bridgeport for Tyler Griffin's Pizza House.
3: So uh, I think probably a good segue then. You know, I know when I think of the wrestlers and the practicing in the little gym, I see these guys are wearing these trash bags and sweating it out and or running up and down those <laughs> stairs, They just looked absolutely miserable. But I think another top song in the early 1991, CNC Music Factory gonna make you sweat. Perfect.
1: If that won't get you off your seat and on your feet, I don't know what will.
2: Gary, I think of uh, us pulling into uh, Robert Stadium for a yeah, uh, WWF house show. Uh, this song blaring on the, uh, oh, the, old, the, old, uh, the old cutlass. Gary <laughs> and Gary loves down. CNC
4: Music Factory. And, <laughs> and I think of fantastic. CNC Music Factory fans, Gary's the number one yeah. I oh, think wow. of.
2: <laughs> Did they have
1: anything else?
4: They had a couple had other a, good songs. Yeah, they had a couple other songs. Um, what was that one they had out in the summer? Um, gosh, can't remember it. Yeah, I think this was even their top best song,
3: their, their second. Pro- I can't think of the other now. With Martha Wash, they had the whole lip
4: syncing controversy on the other song. Yeah, I can't, um, be, can't think of the name of it now. Oh, well, and that, the, the song I'm thinking of is not that one. Um, I'm, what is that? Things that make you go hum. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah yeah, it.
3: yeah, 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 yeah. And there was another one that I can't think of, but there was one of their other one of their good ones then. So. Um, you know, we talked about that, that there was a lot of good songs. and I go through, I found myself justify my love was one that I didn't mention that was number one during the, during my time. And, uh, of course poison. And so there was some good songs back in those days though, for sure. You know, we had some movies coming out during the winter sleeping with the enemy is one that I think of, but, um, you know, this movie was number one from November 18th of 90 through February the 3rd of 1991. The song had an amazing, I'm sorry, not song, this movie had an amazing run in the box office. Oh, I think I know what this
0: is.
2: I made my family disappear. Kevin, you're completely helpless. No, Kevin, you're what the French call
1: les incompetents.
0: Kevin, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula.
1: Kevin, you are such a disease. There are fifteen people in this house, and you're the only one who has to make trouble.
0: Look what you did, you little jerk!
2: <laughs> I, made I made my, my family, family disappear.
3: Yeah! Home Alone: McCoy Culkin had an amazing run there for the top box office. I like what
1: that guy goes, "You
3: little, little jerk." <laughs> yeah. So that movie still stands a test of time. Gets watched a lot around the Christmas season still for uh, for a lot for
4: sure. Was this out around – when was – I don't know if you'd cover this movie or not. Or maybe it's in – when was Silence of the Lambs out? Is that anything that's in that's, yours? That's coming out right oh, around okay. that time, All right, too. Okay. So. That, I saw that with Borja Rivas. So, hey, yeah. uh, speaking that of Silence of
1: the Lambs, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's watching Clarice on CBS. Kind of a mm-hmm. follow-up to mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. It is really, really good. I, okay. r- I highly recommend it. So
3: the, the movies I had down was uh, silence of the lambs sleeping with the enemy. And then, uh, with Julia Roberts, great movie there. Oh yeah. And then, uh, Bill Simmons that's probably coming. the van Morrison's brown eyed girl. It became popular once again, when that movie came out, that was yeah. the only song that was on the, on the soundtrack. That was, uh, wasn't like an original score from the movie. And then of course home alone had that amazing run. So and, I'm going to end the, I'm going to end the winter here with, uh, so it'd be hard not to, this being the, the kind of like the, the finale with the cheerleading squad. Um, our junior high team repeat as I O C C national champions, pretty impressive run back-to-back national wow. champions. there. Uh, also received the most creative performance award. That was something that you always remember is that those squads had very, very unique and very, very creative, which that's a very deserving award for that group. And then our high school team got second for the, for the second straight year. Wow. Troy, Troy Moore was selected team America. Um, first male to ever repeat in that category, and uh, of course he was uh, chosen top male cheerleader in the entire thing. So wow. this wasn't just a little local thing. I know sometimes you have like an Illinois state champion, which is really just a little group of teams. That, like this mm-hmm. was a national. Yeah. Teams from all over the country: the Texas, United. Massachusetts, yeah. New Jersey, Michigan. I mean, you... Connecticut. Yep. Yep. So oh, I mean, this was uh, Florida had some. I mean, it was. Oh just, yeah. Orange Park. Some of our, some of my most fond times over Christmas break were going down to nashville with brian and i went one year and then uh the three of us went uh chip and dave and i went another year this uh, this year i think is the one we would have went to so together so wonderful wonderful times i don't want to leave these uh these people out on the junior high squad back-to-back national champions you have natalie lynn uh chip's sister barbie jamerson julie croslow and heather cooper heather's second mention on the show good job heather (laughs) She's been on the show more times than her her boyfriend, Justin Shearer, so far. Uh, Carrie Cummins, Melanie Holmes, Amber Schultz, Brandi Hager, Holly Moore, Melissa Greenlee, Christy Schick, Andy Dining, Shannon Jones, Jessica Gator, and Erica Stolting. So some of of these girls were repeat champs, and some of these were seventh graders coming in. And, of course, our high school team. uh, You had, of course, Troy Moore. Mindy Purcell, Jackie Limran, Dana Roberts. Much much talked about Dana Roberts as of late. Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. I love, that's I love that's that someone knows who these people are. He's controversial. We feel like we haven't narrowed it down, and then someone throws another <laughs> wrench, uh, wrench into the us. No, straight.
1: it was definitely 100% it, Chris it, Heath. It,
2: it's, it's Dana no Roberts. <laughs> not even clear. Close. See, I thought it was Chris Reinhart. That's too. not Chris. That's Dana Roberts,
0: one hundred percent. Dave, I talked to Chris Heath. That was Chris Heath. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. She said it was her. <laughs>
1: it,
4: <laughs> who is it? It's, it's be, definitely Dana Roberts. It's <laughs> Definitely Dana Roberts. <laughs> it's it's great. It's a great thread on the Facebook oh, page. Get, it. It. Get on there. give your it. opinion on it.
3: I never would have thought the controversy would come here. But. <laughs> So we have, of course, <laughs> Jody Lawson and Michelle Ferguson, Jamie Putney, Amy Legg, Tiffany Messenger, Jesslyn Parrott, Jennifer Bashir, Jamie Legg, Heather Myers, and Kristen Masterson. Of course, we talked about Miss Cat had left, and we had Dixie Purcell and Jody Green as our coaches. Of course, at the end of the season awards, uh, Mindy Purcell was given a Mental Attitude Award. And, of course, the MVP was none other than Troy Moore. Well-deserved. Well, Well, oh, yeah, much, much, much deserved. So uh, that's going to wrap up the winter. That's all I got for the winter. It's time to move on to the springtime.
1: Yeah, before we get to the spring with David King, don't forget our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, the People's State Bank, and Andrew's Insurance Agency. And if you're looking for a podcast that is not the old-school Red Hill and you want to keep up on Southwest Indiana, take a listen to the birdies bourbon and basketball podcast or as we call it the B3 pod you can find that wherever you get your podcasts Mr David King take us into the winter of 1991.
2: all right um, I'm going to be covering the baseball uh, or oh, I'm sorry I, I said winter David let's try that again David <laughs> King take us to the spring of 1991. All right. Uh, I'll be covering the baseball, uh, uh, boys baseball, girls softball, and boys and girls track. Um, I'll go ahead and start off with the track teams. Um, had some very, very good players, I guess, <laughs> on the on the track team. I guess. What, what would you? How would you? Uh, athletes? athletes. Athletes. There you go. Um, Tony Weston led the uh, led, led the boys track team. Um, the numbers weren't weren't great you know we i don't know how much team success we had um but as individuals uh we had some very good individual performances and tony weston kind of led the way in this um tony went to uh he was a in the long jump he was a triple jump he was in the hurdles basically anything where had jumped tony- jump <laughs> such a good athlete yeah great, tremendous athlete he would he would have been another guy you know we were talking you know, football, a football player. Oh my, he would he, have been a, he would have been fantastic. As and a that always
4: surprises me. He never played football. He loves football. I mean, he like, yeah. from the time we were in kindergarten, he loved like playing for, you know, first or second grade, at least loved the Pittsburgh Steelers from an early age. And, um, yeah. Yeah, not ne- he may have played early. I don't know, fifth grade, but he didn't play much football.
2: So Tony ended up, uh, and I'll get, I'll get into the rest of the team later, but I'll just kind of highlight, uh, kind of like what he did. Um, Tony was the top, had the top time in the in the in the entire state of Illinois in the 110 meter hurdles oh, going wow. into this, going into the state meet. Wow. So he was favored to win. He was favored to win this thing, which would have been. I mean, think about that. That's yeah. that's tremendous. Um, unfortunately, in his first race, a uh, another another runner hit, knocked down a hurdle, <gasps> and it hit Tony. Oh, oh shit. So it like that. took him out. Um took him out. I mean my he still goodness. he still finished the race, but as the uh coach uh Mike Cummins was the coach. Um and he said t- after that Tony just wasn't the same the rest of the meet. Um he still finished fifth um in the in the hundred and ten meter hurdles. Um so fifth fifth place finish. He also qualified for the state in the uh, intermediate hurdles. I I I'm not up on my track, so I don't, I don't know exactly what the difference is, but he did finish seventh, um, in the state, in the intermediate hurdles. Um, he also qualified for the long jump, uh, but did not play, but did not place at the state meet, um, and the long jump. So it's kind of one of those, what ifs, yep. you know, kind of like with, uh, Doug Shank back in the, back in the early eighties,
4: yeah, no, no No wow. school has I, I yeah. I, I dare someone to find a school that has been more snake-bitten than Red Hill. Well, and, and,
1: you know, you've said that since we started this podcast, mm-hmm. Chip, and I was always just thinking basketball. Mm-hmm. Or, or I didn't know it bled into so many other sports. <laughs> yes.
2: That's, uh, some of the other members on, um, on the team, uh, we had Ralph Bowersock, uh, Jason Edwards. Uh, Tim Tate was, uh, was one fast. of the best. Well, as I was gonna say, he was one of the best sprinters on the team. Uh, Brad Highsmith, Troy Duggar, Shelby Jones, who was a sprinter as well. He had some trash success, I know, later on in his high school career. I can't remember what, uh, what, um, um, events he was in. Is that, is that Troy Moore in the team picture? Is he on the track team? Oh, yeah. I, I forgot troy was on the track team <laughs> okay so good to him dennis york uh kg karen um uh charity ferguson was a stat girl uh scott hayes i think he was more of a long distance special um was it was his uh specialty um he would have just been a freshman um yeah. on on this yeah. on this team troy moore uh, i believe was a high jumper uh was and, his i think that was his main advance I, I didn't know that he uh, you can do
4: a hell t- of a toe touch, so I'm sure. That's yeah, yeah. yeah, that's Not surprising when you think about it. Yeah,
1: if he can still do backflips at, at the age he's at now, surely he can do a Fosbury flop.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, of course, I just missing Tony West and uh, Rich Wells, Jeff Clark, Chad Andrews. I believe was uh, I think he was a uh, pole vault got, uh, in a a high jumper. You'd like jump over backwards over the big or yeah. I think that. I think that was his <laughs> special event. Yeah. Uh, F- Borja Rivas. I uh, Foss we, we Foss. mentioned him. Bo. From, I, don't, I, I don't. remember Bo being on the uh, on the uh, track team. I don't know what he. Uh, I assuming he was a runner, but I, I I'm not sure. Uh, Chris Moore, Jason Inyer, uh So was not Jason Enyer' swan song. Yes. <laughs> I, just I, <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Warren Eagleson, uh, who I believe was a, was he in your class, Gary? Or? Yeah, he was. Okay. Uh, he had some, he was actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, like 400. Okay. Uh, ran the 400 and had some success there. So um, He was Matt
4: Shear before there was Matt Shear at Red Hill.
2: I don't know if he was Matt Shear. <laughs> <laughs> he might've run the same event as Matt Shear. <laughs> <laughs> um who's so, crunch man,
1: who's I, crunching I, up a bottle or something
2: and as i and as i said uh coach uh, or the, the coach was uh mike cummins he was the, I think he was a track coach for several years okay you know at least in the early to mid, at least from the early to mid-90s uh boys <laughs> and girls i believe butting um, heads
1: with fred kindle or
2: soon will be on the girl side uh the numbers are low, but again, we had some very standout stars. Um, I'll just go through the, 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 team picture first. Um, Mindy Purcell, Jenny worth, uh, Rebecca Buchanan, Becky Kerr, Tammy Mushrush, uh, Tracy Coltus, much more on her later. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Andrews, Jackie Cummins, Autumn Gosnell. Um, and, uh, Cheryl Akers was the stat girl.
1: Kelly Andrews, where's she living at this point?
2: Uh, Kelly lives down in alley. <laughs> no, no, I, I mean, mean, at, at this 91. time, I mean, we, we, we
1: feel like mom and dad oh, moved wow. to Robinson.
3: Good call. Oh, they got you and grandma.
1: <laughs> we need to get, need to get with Steve and clear up this residential question.
2: Uh, going through the art, you know, going through the articles. Um, <laughs> a lot of the, uh, a lot of the meats that they call them like triangle meets and whatnot. Uh, the girls' team didn't have a lot of team success, uh, but yet they had a lot of individuals that that really excelled. You know, Tracy Cultus le- leading the way. She was a two had been to state the last two years, um, and this year was no different. She made her third straight trip uh, to the state meet. Uh, she yeah. ended up finishing fourth overall and state in the 200 meter dash had uh, a personal best uh, in that um in that in that uh, state meet of 26.1 seconds wow um she also qualified uh she also went to state in the 100 meter dash uh, she did not make the fight i don't i exactly how it works up there i know you got a bit run qualifying meets to get into the final meet yeah. she did not qualify for the uh for the finals what in class
1: is she in here in 91
2: she would have been a junior class. junior in okay. class yeah and, um, and then I know, uh, I know Jenny Were she had a lot of success. Uh, she, I know she didn't qualify for state, but had a lot of success in like the shot put and discus and those, uh, and events like that. So, um, overall I'd say a very successful, very successful year for the, for the track team, yep. um, as far as the girls softball team. I'm just gonna go through the team picture. Unfortunately, between the yearbooks and the daily records, there is just no information.
1: That's that's the one thing too that's very difficult on in the daily record of pictures. I wish the pictures came through better because you can't see anything on there.
2: As far as I know, that girls' softball team was two and and0 that year. Because there you go. Let's both, go times, with that. both times, both times they played Lawrenceville. Yes, they got it. They beat hey. Them. And they and they got and they got it right up in the Daily Record. Take that, it. Foster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, nothing.
4: <laughs> great season, girls. Good job. Number. Great numbers. I mean, look how many softball players we got here.
2: I was gonna say the very impressive number. Now, I'll ask you guys this: you might know, is this the first, Is this the second year for the team?
4: It's at least the fourth yeah. year. They had it my freshman year, so okay. Okay
2: um i'll just go i'm just gonna go through the members uh we had beth pixley amy wells natalie stromeyer yes. foreign exchange student oh well, yeah about her. um angie hardacre uh, i believe was one of the stars of the of the team aaron bradham also in the in the write-ups on the lawrenceville game she was always writing the she was always writing the mix uh mandy deckard uh most approved freshman yeah <laughs> team. uh melissa allspouse uh amy lathrop uh robin roderick roderick mm-hmm. uh tiffany cummins uh coached by kathy petty <laughs> who i believe would host another foreign exchange student the uh oh yeah follow, the that's following true <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um jackie sager angie phillips tracy gray melinda weiss melanie woodward uh no melanie was a was a Good pitcher um, on this. Okay,
4: team. I was wondering who the pitcher
2: was. Yeah, I think a- Amy Leg. I think she was a good pitcher as well. Uh, Jesslyn Parrot, uh, Lisa Gillum, Tracy Hayes, Jody Fox, and Mary Martha is in the team picture. Um, she's not dressed in uniform. Almost like she's a coach. Looks we're, like she's the coach. We yeah, were spe- <laughs> we were speculating on this uh, <laughs> um, before, before the uh, before we started. So. I'm not sure but if she, she always a, ran track but I guess yeah, since Mandy's
4: is. Mandy and Monica graduated she was didn't have any interest uh, yeah, in track so, so
2: I'm wondering if she was possibly injured or, must have been yeah or you know what what was going on but she's also in the picture as well so
3: a little connection here I just realized that Lisa Gillum's married to Matt Foster Good. today that's right, Good that's right. yes <laughs>
1: wonder how she feels about some of his views on women
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding if you hear this
4: matt that was a joke Matt, it's just we, yeah i know um, <laughs> we're just kidding
2: i'm gonna start off i got i got uh three songs uh kind of tap for the what i what kind of takes me back to this uh spring uh first song i have came out i but first i remember it is in like mid-march of uh of 91 kind of one of those last vestiges of the of the hair metal area, of the hair metal era a uh, little song by Steelheart called I'll never let you go well hang on
1: dave i lost i never let you go where the heck is that That's a high voice right there,
2: Chip. I don't know about you. I always i i consider this like one of the last great air metal ballads.
1: Yeah, um, I think I kind of missed out on this
4: one. I sort of remember the song, but I have no
1: like memories
4: you, around you it. You and yeah. Gary always talk about this song a lot. I surprised, maybe surprising to you know I, never really got into this song like you and okay. Gary did. So, okay. um, Fair but it's enough. definitely in that mix when those last great yeah ballads were coming out
2: right they had enough steelheart had another uh another single that came out at the beginning of uh the fall of 91 my senior year uh wasn't as popular as this one yeah uh, it was pretty it was pretty good too but you know after that it just kind of you know we year less than a year later we're starting to you know
1: this is when things were starting to get a little more valid, heavy. You know?
2: to, you're right. They're starting to transition. Firehouse
1: and them with the yeah. real super, yeah,
2: super high Firehouse, voices. I guess. We throw, they, they might have come in after this. With, with yeah.
4: Yeah, was. yeah. There were some, some good songs that summer with Firehouse, yeah. Blind Faith by Warrant. Here, let me sure. just go ahead and,
2: and
1: I know this is on your list. We'll just go ahead and bring this up now.
2: I like this song. Yeah, this, oh, I love this song. As that, that, Gary and Chip said earlier, this song just this reeks of the spring of '91. Yes, it does. I mean, I
1: think the the met, quote unquote metal has gone really pop at this point. Oh, but sure. But it's sure. Good. it's you know it's yeah it's a catchy song and love a lifetime. Yeah. We've talked about that on the podcast. Yeah. it's a great song.
2: But uh, I even saw Fi- I even saw Firehouse at the Robinson Bowling Alley in you, summer.
1: You in and that there. Robinson Bowling <laughs> Alley, there's been some serious bands there.
2: <laughs> that, was a, that was an amazing summer. <laughs> had war, had war it, warrant, right? Yeah. He had with no,
1: Not Janie Not Lane, Janie Lane. But, yeah. but, uh,
2: but he had Warrant there. He had Firehouse later that fall. And uh, Mosby me and me were there for Great White. Oh, wow. Um, was was going to be there, but then they didn't show it. But they know <laughs>
0: Oh, shoot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, Don't anyway. Treat me,
1: Speaking of, we were going to do another music episode uh, this weekend. Chip and Dave, we're going to head to Evansville and and uh, run in the run of luck. Then we were going to get together live and uh, do a music episode, but the run got canceled,
2: so yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll postponed for one week, so but uh, don't know if it's going to work out that way. Yeah,
1: now I'm going to be out of town, so that mm-hmm. oh, well.
2: Anyway, let's Dave, go. To- keep going. Let's- don't treat me bad. <laughs> Transition to, to baseball season. Gary. <laughs> Gonna need a lot of input from Gary on this <laughs> one. <so. laughs> anyway, heading into uh You're on mute yeah. there. There we go. Heading into the baseball season. We got a very talented squad coming uh coming uh into their senior year. Uh and then a lot of uh then then combined with a lot of guys from my class, junior class, and then even the sophomore, even the sophomores yeah, um, made, made for a pretty special team really, uh, yeah, got team. off to a somewhat slow start. Um, they five, you know, play 500 ball for the little, for a little while. Um, really came into their own as a month of May came along, uh, was eight and one in the month of May, Oh, uh-huh. um, uh, finished with a 13 and seven overall record. Um, I mentioned the eight and one record in May, uh, which that culminated in a regional, the first ever regional championship uh, for Red Hill.
1: I played in in three regional finals and lost them all.
2: um, Yeah. I think coach Evans
3: at this point had been to four or five regional championships and got the first one here. Like Dave was right. That season just had a lot of talent on that team. And just, again, you talk about in a whole season, we played 20 baseball games, you know, and that's just, Kind of unheard of, and but just just to start off pretty slow, and then to have a pretty darn good run in the month of May, and then you know to win the to win the regional.
1: Is Todd helping Todd Gray helping Bill at, at, during this season, gear. I
3: believe I believe he did. I, yeah. yeah, he is. He's actually I know because that team picture we took there after we won the regional. Um, you know we had Chip as statistician on the team too, with uh Chris Chris York and Jody uh, Jody Collison were were uh, stat girls and Bat Girl, I guess you could say. Cool. So, uh, uh, yeah, but Todd Todd helped out. I think Chip, do you have that? Was that picture in the yearbook?
4: Was that the one? Yeah, I've got I've got the team I got the team pictures we took out on the football field. I've got those. Yeah. News. Yeah. So that was the one I think one
3: after we won the regional. Which, uh, you know, to, I think it's funny too. You know, today you talk about a lot of teams have pitch counts and kids can only pitch so much. And I'm assuming high school has those rules too. But I think one of the we played Flora in the regional and uh, Tommy pitched. Pitched that game, uh, pitched uh, I think pretty sure a complete game in that one, and then Brandon pitched against Fairfield, and we won to go to the championship game. And then Tommy comes back on two days rest and pitches the regional
1: championship <laughs>
2: game. So throwing you know, a
1: lot uh, of left-handers at him.
2: Yeah, talk about that regional championship game, Gary. You got Olney. I, so, it was against Albany. Yeah, they were always the, they, were, yeah. they were the they were the conference favorite that year, is that? Correct? They were, and they had this kid
3: Brad Harmon was their was their best player, of course couple of kids in my class were good. And then Pete seals and Dave Coolig and these guys are, they, you know, they, of course coach Baker was there. Jim Baker was their baseball coach. So, you know, they were, these guys were, uh, had a good, good uh, coach and were a really good team. We actually got them earlier in the season too, but I was going to say know, that was one
2: of the, that was one of the early season wins was against them. I think you're 0 and 1 in the conference, I believe. yeah, And then played them and t- basically brought us back to 500.
3: So, yeah. That's- so we get to the, get to the championship game and they're throwing Harmon and we're throwing Tommy and, you know, we feel pretty confident, and I think we got to him pretty early. I think in the first thing, we scored a couple runs, and I think Tommy only gave up one run. So, you know, it's a, it's one of those things that we talked about, I think a little bit on the Coach Kendall thing, or maybe leading up to it, that
0: yeah.
3: those guys didn't get a basketball regional, but to win the first uh, regional in Red Hill history in baseball um, was awesome. It was a pretty awesome time to be able to do it. I mean, we, the day we won was the same day as the all-sports banquet, uh, so we show up to that in full uniform, of okay, course, after yeah. the game. That, so we, that, that makes sense. So,
2: yeah, so looking, at, looking at the, uh, looking at the yearbook, seeing the uh, those pictures, that would uh, explain that.
3: Yeah. So you know, we Brandon, of course, he battled some back problems throughout that year, so he didn't have the season that he, you know. I was, I was going to ask had. on
2: that. Looking through it, uh, it was about in mid-April, and one of the articles from uh, Evans was basically saying that Brandon may be done for the year. Yeah, he was just battling some back stuff. And they yeah, were but, about uh, obviously, obviously, he didn't. Either. Did he miss some time then, and, and then come back? Or he just did.
3: I, he played sparingly. I think he he didn't pitch much throughout the throughout the okay. year until the end. So I think that was part of it. They were talking about his delivery. They thought he was throwing too much across his body and it was hurting yeah. his back or whatever. But you know, he ended up pitching in American Legion ball that summer. And so, uh, but you know, so we made it to the sectional for the first time ever, and we went down to. I think Shawnee Town or Wolf you know, Lake or somewhere. It says
2: Shawnee High School. I think yeah. it's in I Wolf Lake.
0: Like if I, around.
2: I was thinking. Yeah, uh, Wolf Lake was my senior yeah, year. Yeah, was senior year, right? It said it was a three. I, I think it was both
3: both three. years. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, and we played uh, a team that had a really really good pitcher. And uh, Brandon pitched good that day. It just wasn't just wasn't yeah. enough. We didn't hit the ball. I think we only had two or three hits. And yeah, lost lost two to nothing. Yeah. So that was a long drive down there, but you know, again, brought brought a plaque home uh beating all of me was always a good thing in baseball because they usually were whipping up on us for the most part except for that year but you know again Darby and Eric and Gino and uh Mike Hayes came in and pitched some good innings and uh Brandon of course and then of course you had Rob Waller and Tommy Holfacker Jay Wilcox uh myself and Ralston and I think Holloway and Stevens both played a little bit or did a little bit for sure I think but um you know I got I know
2: yeah, first victory of the season. Uh, D had a three-run homer. Oh wow! Yeah, the center, the dead center field. So I mean, it he, he played, a, he played a role. And uh, I was gonna, I just wanted to talk about Brandon uh, as a baseball player because I mean, yeah, I I, mean, I remember him as a from little league on. I mean, just being absolutely dominating. Um, and I don't know that I wouldn't. Brandon I mean, Gene he was... and Dar, Brandon Gene, and Darby seniors on that team were were probably teammates from union all the way Oh, up they to, were yeah up up the up to the end of the high school so well i just
3: think about like that infield usually had eric at eric holtz at third and darby at shortstop and i played second that year and if tommy was pitching you had brandon at first and gino catching him. it's a pretty darn that's a pretty good baseball team you know and rob waller usually in center field with a, a couple of different guys flanking him throughout the season so you know brandon was just brandon i think we could talk about him all day and as steady as could be great attitude great leader um
2: and, uh, brandon versus tommy who's a better pitcher
3: oh gosh tommy was just so damn wild you know he threw hard okay. and you okay. never knew where he yeah. i mean he had a lot of success but i didn't know that about him. So. yeah Br- brandon was just he could brandon didn't throw super hard but brandon yeah. could just he could put he could him, hit yeah. spots yeah so he and he knew he was baseball smart he was baseball iq so he knew what to do tommy yeah. was more of a guy that like he'll swing out if it's over his head he'll swing out if it's in the dirt but if he
1: catches
0: yeah. it
3: yeah but yeah and it, 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 but obviously he had a really good tommy had a really good senior year uh baseball but no i mean brandon was just steady as could yeah. be but he was hurting that year you know so there's no doubt that he didn't have the season that he probably could have had he been 100 percent healthy but well. Oh, was, right. this, uh,
2: was this the best? Was this the best team you played on? In you high know, I, I said that
3: at one point in high school for sure, the best team. Now I, w- I was looking some of the stats from the summertime, or looking at some articles from our American Legion team that summer, and that was a that was a heck of a baseball team because you throw pretty much all Red Hill kids and added a few of these, a uh, sprinkle some sure. of these Arkansas kids yeah, in. I, and so. I
1: saw a lot of stories as I was going through the summertime on on some of those uh, some of those American Legion games. Obviously, Tommy, Brandon, Gary um dominated Eric the Derby
3: yeah. i mean so it's a lot of the same geno so a lot of the same guys you know a lot of, and most of it was bridgeport kids which was always interesting and caused some controversy over the years and all-stars and things but no i mean it was uh that was a great fun baseball team to play on i missed playing with those guys after legion that year
2: it's one of my big regrets from high school and i i never understood why because i'm such a huge baseball fan i just never got into high school baseball Really? Well,
1: yeah, you're not alone. I mean, it was never in high yeah, school baseball. I I it was never I, ever,
2: I don't think I ever went to one of this te- one of this team's games. Yeah. I, I think I went to a couple games my senior year, but that, that was it. I just It'll I don't be, know.
1: you know, that'll be a fun podcast when we just concentrate on baseball through the years because, you know, from the for, for the whole time coach Evans was there or at least when I was really paying attention up to when Gary left, just some jeez just some great teams
3: yeah for sure for sure yeah I mean two regional baseball championships in my four years you know so and like I say we, we were one year
1: we were knocking on the door three out of four years, just never got it done but and, and I played on some we weren't very good in anything else but we could play baseball
3: you know we had bagby that you know coach didn't coach baseball that season either my freshman year so we had bagby coaching he had p coach baseball that uh that season he was
2: at red i I guess i didn't realize
4: yeah (laughs) i didn't go to very many games that season but your freshman year but i went to the game against fairfield i know that one was ugly i mean fairfield (laughs) put about 25 on us that not
2: good not good what's next it was a fun season so that'll wrap up my uh, that'll wrap up my sports uh, recap from the spring of '91. Uh, the the baseball season ended uh, like May 28th. It was well after graduation. Yeah. So um, from the first uh, first part of May, uh, we would a uh, junior class would have put on the annual prom at the Executive Inn over in Vincent's. Pretty big, uh, pretty big shindig with a '96 STO wow sound, sound and light show dj the sound uh, and light show wow <laughs> uh remember going into the prom the big uh of course ghost had been a huge movie you know the fall you know the previous fall uh righteous brothers unchained melody it had kind of a resurgence um when it was named as our prom theme um a lot of our class kind of rebel Oh on. no. <laughs> <laughs> so got it changed. Everybody agreed on uh Chicago, Will You Still Love Me? Which oh, fantastic greatest deal album. Just say
1: I'm telling you guys, I'm That's on. Good. That's to, I'm, good stuff
2: right there. I'm on to
1: something about. <laughs> I texted you guys the other day. I want to write a movie about a massive rivalry between Brian Adams and Peter Cetera in the '80s. I think, <laughs> I think it would be a great story. How they were
2: backbiting each other. But uh, so on the uh, on the prom court, uh, we had Rob Waller, uh, Kelly Andrews. Eric Mosby, oh Jody boy. Lawson.
1: Andrews wins. The controversy is <laughs> going to start all over again. <laughs> we had our uh,
2: we had crown bearers, uh, Ashley Andrews and Joey Akers. Uh, Shannon Angle was a queen candidate. Ethan Donaldson, Johanna Hotelling, Brian Havel, uh, round out the queen, king and queen candidates. Um, also also on the court were the nineteen ninety. Prom, uh, King and Queen, Troy Moore, and Mary Martha Cunningham. Okay. Uh, Brian, who you got in this? I got Andrews Donaldson. Did I mention? I don't know. Oh. I thought you did. Oh, I didn't mention the winners. I didn't even mention the winners. Oh, I didn't mention the losers. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to
1: take, whoever... <laughs> take whoever you say next.
2: <laughs> So your so your 1991 uh, prom king and queen, uh, Mr. Craig Piper okay. and uh, Lori Croslow. Oh yeah, that's what I, was, I thought. Who I, who, who I believe uh, might have been dating uh, one of the podcasters at the time. Not at the
3: time. No, I was out. I was moved on. Oh to... really? So you didn't go to this prom? I did not go to this prom. No. Neither did I.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Neither I was no. going.
2: I was, to... I, I, I'll get into where Chip was uh, a little later on. In, okay. In the movie, in the movie section. I, right. <laughs> yeah, I was
3: chasing an eighth grader or soon to be freshman at that time. Okay. All right.
1: <laughs>
2: Did you catch her?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So that wraps up, and then uh, graduation would have been you know mid-may or so it was like the
4: 2024 um, Was that friday before Oh, the... so, okay
2: it was a little later than yeah okay um but that'll that'll lead me into our my last song which i always will associate with going to Ch- going to chip's mom and dad's house uh for his graduation party yeah um like not like a bit it's just one that was like we're yeah, an open house so like we're yeah. a family affair not like a right. party party <laughs> yeah. I, I remember <laughs> sa- i remember i remember setting out back this, yep. song, this song came on oh i know uh, what you're always gonna a, play oh it's just oh it was associated song called uh, unbelievable by
0: emf you're unbelievable.
1: You know that is actually Andrew Dice Clay that says "O" oh, in that song. Really?
2: Oh, really? I don't, think, don't think I knew that. There you go. And then, as far as my as far as my music for the uh, spring, I do need to sh- uh, send out an honorable mention uh, to Mike Bunny's explicit rap tape. <laughs> oh yeah, true. <laughs> Edu- educated some small some small town southern illinois boys yes. uh, uh moving in for, move, moving in from the st louis area thank you bike Expos- exposing us to the works of nwa too yeah. short <laughs> no. um but uh Good, t- good times good times um some of the notable movies uh, as i mentioned chip said he did not go to prom i believe him and mike bunny went and saw new jack city
4: yep we sure did then we went to after prom that night yep yep.
1: i just um actually the newest episode of rewatchables with bill simmons on the ringer um covers new jack city okay and uh, i've got a song coming it's, up from new jack city that i had- it's
2: been probably 30 years since i've seen that movie um i've remember enjoying it at the time great just,
1: great movie chris yeah. rock has a has a great uh, serious mm-hmm. role um obviously ice T. A very very uh judd nelson was played an odd character in it and overacted big time but very good movie yeah yeah
2: well, obviously other, wesley uh, snipes other notable movies kind of in that march through may time frame uh thelma thelma and louise uh backdraft uh was, was, yeah. it was a good movie. What about Bob with Bill Murray? Oh, I love that movie. Not as not his best movie, but still pretty Bill still Murray pretty is true. really funny in that. Yeah. Um and then a the movie that, uh I always liked and it's kind of had a some resurgence for me in the last year. What in some uh in some music videos uh for a couple bands I like. Uh Career Opportunities with uh oh yeah Jennifer Jennifer Conley. Uh basically Jennifer Conley in this in this either like locked in a target like overnight <laughs> i
1: have never in my <laughs> life heard of this movie
2: Hi jinx and sue it's it, it's not a great movie but uh jennifer conley is like super super odd i it, have so.
1: never <laughs> heard of this i'm looking it up right now huh interesting
2: but uh so that wraps up my uh spring uh as far as board meetings uh nothing nothing really jumped out just lots of procedural stuff hiring, you know, hiring teach you know, rehiring teachers for the next year, you know, stuff like that. Career that.
1: career opportunities brings in four million dollars on opening weekend and a domestic worldwide gross of eleven million three hundred and thirty six. Yeah. So she died
4: About, after that first not, weekend. Not, About twelve of the dollars might be three of us in this room right here. Yeah. So. I have never
1: Jim is the dorky son of a local cement contractor who lives at home and has no direction. <laughs> Josie is the gorgeous daughter of a wealthy businessman who dreams of leaving town. They find a lot in common. I've never yeah,
2: heard of this movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. Didn't win an Oscar. But, uh,
1: <laughs> as much as Jennifer Connelly deserved
0: yeah, the
2: Oscar. A, but uh, to wrap things up on this, so uh, let's go into the summer of 1991 with uh, Mr. Brian Emmons. Well,
1: first of all, I'm going to just going to say that it is just about golf season. <laughs> And when you think golf, call Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery, Indiana, right on Route 50 between Washington and Montgomery. Give them a call for a tee time, 812-486-3300. Country Oaks Golf Club, we will see you at the Oaks. Well, um, I'm going to go through the summer here. Um, Real quick, I'm just going to hit my songs first. Um, This was a biggie, obviously, Multiple, multiple millions of plays on MTV for this one.
0: Of course,
3: that's
1: extreme. That was number two. Uh, This is from the Billboard Hot 100 on June 1st. That was number two. And... Let's see. uh, Nuno Betancourt was the guitar player. And uh, uh, Gary Schroen, right? The lead singer?
4: Yes. Yeah.
1: Next up from the movie we were just talking about, New Jack City. And I wouldn't have... I don't think I would have pegged this from the New Jack City soundtrack, but this is "Cover Me Bad. Good song. There's nothing more early 90s. I don't know than that song that was number three and uh one of my one of my favorite songs that uh, i guess i didn't pull it but um losing my religion by rem was number seven on that countdown so great songs um lawrence county open of course i always report on that when i do my summertime (laughs) um really not a great showing that year from the the red hill side of the county but uh, i guess the marquee guy uh of course roy dillard he was going kind of down toward the bottom of championship flight but joe kurtz got second in the a flight through a 72 okay. well, 73 adam joe,
4: joe yeah uh, so he'd be around 28 29 that's kind of you know i know at least in the mlb that's kind of like strike peak age so coming
1: out prime uh, time yeah
0: and, and <laughs> joe
1: had joe had listen he had a long run in that lawrence county open and and I, i'm not even sure he may still be um having some success there but uh big movies that summer um i'm just gonna run through the whole summer at once um a couple weeks at number one was backdraft i think gary mentioned it earlier uh city slicker spent a week at number one uh two weeks of june was uh, dominated by robin hood prince of thieves and then uh, june 30th number one movie that took over was naked gun
2: two and a half that song came out of that robin Hood movie I think. yeah it did The quintessential David King song.
1: Can you finish the name of that title, anybody? Naked, the Naked Gun Two and a Half, the um,
4: Smell (sighs) of Fear. Funny, yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, in uh, in the June Fourth. Daily Record, we've got some uh, what could have been tragic news, but I think it all turned out okay. Ten-year-old Amanda Andrews, daughter of Kathy and Richard Andrews of Route 1 Bridgeport, is uh, treated by ambulance technicians for some bruises and abrasions. She got run over by a truck. Dang. Uh, at 120 on Saturday by a pickup truck uh, driven by Jackie D. Campbell, 27, of Lawrenceville. Uh, Lawrenceville police say the driver reported the girl ran from behind a parked vehicle in front of the pickup and was unable to stop. Uh, but sounds like she was she was okay. So that's good news. Um Obviously, we talked about the the American Legion team that, that Gary played on, uh, dominated those stats. It seems like every every single article I read, uh, Tommy Halfaker, Brandon Smith, Gary, kind of leading the way on that. Uh, Gary, who played on that team from Lawrenceville?
3: Uh, doodle Seisinger was the Joe Osborne, Corey Ray, Jason Williams. Okay, um, yeah. Team's loaded. Yeah, Adam Adam Fry.
1: Fry. I mean, it's a who's who. There's no yeah. doubt. <laughs> Um, During that all sports banquet that, that Dave uh, talked about, Red Hill softball gave away some awards. Most improved freshman was Amy Wells. Tracy Gray got the co-most valuable player uh, with Angie Hardacre. Um, Angie Hardacre also got top batting average and Aaron Bradham got the gold glove. For some reason, they gave the football awards away then, which I thought was interesting. And, yeah, because yeah. we only
4: did one awards banquet. So yeah, you had to wait till May to get your awards. Yeah, award. Ethan
1: Donaldson <laughs> won the Dirty Dog. Uh, Kelly Tidwell, most valuable player, as we've been told. <laughs> um, and uh, so that's good. Um, you know, kind of a quiet summer. Um, there is one one, uh, I guess, county wide. Story: uh, Marathon workers are ready to move on, and it's a it's a nice story written by Ray Cronin about the workers and their families are hit by the July first, ninety one uh, streamlining of the Marathon Oil's Bridgeport facility, and uh, it talks about the aforementioned Wanda Seacrest. Oh, she said. Uh, like everybody here, it was a total shock when they found out that, that was closing. And her and her uh, husband Calvin is among ten—I'm uh, sorry, twenty—people that were going to be transferred to Oklahoma City. That's right. Um, so, so they were taking off uh, for Oklahoma City and t- and taking their sons at the time, Chris, sixteen, and Scott, thirteen. Um, one, I guess. Uh, one interesting thing was with 20 of them, a few families, so they were going to kind of make their own little community down there. They knew people that were that were going to be going, and talked about, you know, moving from uh, from a rural area to suburbia. They said, and and uh, one thing Wanda said, the things we drive to Evansville now will be within eight miles. So I guess that was a Damn. a positive. Maybe that's
3: why, yeah. maybe that's why the Anders just moved to Robinson. They Bridgeport started closing up. They wanted to be closer.
1: Well, and I, I, speaking of the two families that we just mentioned, uh, there's a headline in in the school board meeting that Andrews returns to Unit 10 board because Wanda Seacrest okay. was on the school board. She had to step down. Um, so former board president Doug Andrews um, was unanimously approved. Nobody voted against that one, <laughs> shockingly. Uh, he's going to replace her uh, on the school board. Nothing else really nothing else big no like bread bids or anything like that going on <laughs> um so you know that, that was a tough time in lawrence county when when obviously marathon and you know texaco is is, is going as well so um not good um then we got uh, the number one song as we start july paula abdul rush rush
0: Another big video,
1: if I remember right.
0: Not
2: sure how I feel about uh, Paul Abdul doing uh, arthritis cream commercials now.
1: <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> shouldn't be possible. <laughs> here we
1: are. Yeah. Uh, the month of July was dominated at the box office by uh, a movie that I probably saw, Terminator 2. I'm not sure that I. Yeah, great movie. Um, big news um, on in the June 7th daily record uh, former Red Hill High School track star Tony Weston signed a national letter of intent to compete in track for Vincennes University all right congratulations um, with Weston at the signing was his father uh, William Weston and uh, VU track coach Bill Smith
4: and, and they'll be right down the road from the bike shop there on Washington Avenue that's
1: right for all your biking needs <laughs> um saw a ad in the paper for an application for the lady slukies basketball camp um that was going to be held july 8th 9th and 10th girls 9 to 14 years of age contact steve cunningham and a special guest will be the big 10 freshman of the year mandy cunningham all right good selling point there absolutely um so i thought this was kind of interesting um an article in the paper, as I wrap up here, uh, the, the the headline was "Unmarried Friends Have Dance," and 138 people and several Bridgeport residents uh, showed up over in uh, in Vincennes for a dance at the Eagles for the unmarried. So. Mm-hmm.
3: Probably you should call a, that just a singles dance. Yeah, unmarried.
1: I thought that was interesting. Good times, good times. So that uh, that's going to wrap me up. I got kind of short. Really, nothing, nothing earth shattering went on in that in that summer of ninety one. Um What else we got, guys?
3: I would just say what a group of seniors Uh from Chip to Brandon to Darby, Eric, Gino, Chad, and I mean all those guys. Just a A great group of guys and uh like i said this was a very very fun year for me as bad as football was as bad as we were some of the most fond memories then traveling to all the basketball games with chip and dave and then of course uh capping the season with a regional championship in baseball was uh it was a really really fun year and fun to look back on
2: david king yeah same you know i wish we could have been more successful in football um just, just, wasn't in the cards, but still had a lot of fun.
1: I was going to say um, some great stories came out of it. Either yeah, way, great
2: great stories came out of it. You know, I didn't play a lot that year, but you know, played some and ended up playing a lot on the fresh soft team actually. Cause there wasn't enough, I don't know, Gary, do you, if you remember what happened, but like, but as we got into like mid season, there was only like nine freshmen and sophomores out. Oh,
0: wow.
4: Yeah. Well you had a lot playing Vart that may have not played like Gary's our quarterback now, so he's not playing in the fresh soft games and Oh yeah, he was.
2: No, I think but we played still... both. Yeah, he's I was gonna playing, say, I think yeah, I think he did
4: double duty. Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
2: Basically you know, me, and, <laughs> me and John Putney would basically round out and make it an even eleven guys, and then we would play every game we would play basically every play. Oh, wow. In the press off game, That's it true. was
1: <laughs> plus practicing every night and doing duty. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: it was you know it, it was fun. I mean, we had some actually because we had some kind of some su- 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 success doing that. Yeah. So you know, wasn't too you know had have some fun doing it. But Chip yeah, I probably
3: played a full NFL season that year.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Chip, this is your senior year. Wrap yeah, us man. up. Oh yeah. So great to talk about this year. Um, so many fond memories from being part of the class of 91 honestly, as we talked about, it, I was spending most of my time with King from 92 and Gary from 93 that year, but still, uh, the class of 91, um, just, as I said, love being a part of it. Um, lots of great memories. And as I just look through the class pictures here, I mean, um, can't say a bad thing about anybody in this class i love them all and i'd do anything for them. Oh, so that's awesome. class of 91
1: all right well i think that'll wrap us up let's cue mr climber we can talk about a few things while that plays that we yeah. talked about uh king's pigs dominating the yeah. 4-h fair
2: twine um, champ was that was that the summer of 90 that you referenced was, was that was that yeah, the summer i dominated that thing?
4: i, I didn't study and that all i had was okay. the queen uh um, chris lyle's the 89 or 90. chris that. lyle's comes to town um yeah. doc daniel's abs
2: yeah. yes
1: <laughs> matt, matt foster <laughs> and his quote. I,
2: I, I always remember willie williams uh asking doc before that like you know outside the locker room for that game like, yeah like about (laughs) his (laughs) workout
1: regimen Bobby Dahl plays bass for Poison
4: Doug Hardacre and Darby Wagner Stevie B yes Mandy Deckard most improved freshman
1: Tony Weston's jumping and uh, Troy Moore and the Fosbury
4: Fosbury flop (laughs) Ralph Bowersock's 89-yard catch versus Oblong. Yes. It's 89 now? <laughs> the Robinson Bowling Alley.
3: It, I threw it at 85.
1: Lori Croslow. And to wrap up, I don't think there's anybody we can say uh, is more Red Hill than Andrew Dice Clay making a appearance on EMF's Unbelievable. Well, that'll do it. Like it or not, Chip, Dave, Gary, and I write and produce this podcast every other week thanks to our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant, Andrew's Insurance, People State Bank, and of course, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. We truly, truly appreciate it. Anything else? All right. Well, on behalf of the guys and Heather Cooper, we are Red Hill.